What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. When I said earlier, hey, please don't touch that shoulder because it's really in pain. I didn't catch that part. That's okay. When I started doing the, the, yeah, okay. you wanted the rub and I gave the rub, but then you liked the rub. Get up a little higher. So what happened here? In, of course, we just did a pre-show, patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can check it out on the video version. Of course, for a dollar, you could watch this recorded live as it happened, but you probably didn't do that unless you're watching live you know right what? now. And but if every- you're watching live, you didn't get the whole yeah, pre-show, so you're going to have to go <laughs> back to Patreon and watch yeah. it because there's about 15 minutes of I would exclusive like- content. Oh, what happened? I didn't know that. I was uh, late. There's a mistake where we, we were sitting here doing stuff and we weren't live. Um, well, we were, we were live, we were live but, we but live. we weren't streaming. So um, we streaming. I don't we know what happened. So Kevin, get on your microphone. What happened? I don't know. It was streaming. It said it was streaming. I stopped the stream, restarted it, and then it was gone. Well, this is all news to me, and I apologize. Now, the whole reason I said that, of course, was because when you you were going to ask what happened to your shoulder again, I was going to say, well, wouldn't you like to know? Maybe you now have to go back and subscribe to Patreon. Sure. Because yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to tell them. Sure. Really, I just pulled it a little bit less. Like, okay. Well, doesn't hurt that much. Okay, cool. Well, I was trying to. Find I, I, I'm sorry. I missed the point where you were telling. I was talking. Somebody else was talking. You're all know. good, man. Okay. You're all good. I apologize. I'm sorry to bring that negative energy into it. I meant it as a joke, and it it sounded very fucking mean. Talk to and me about your negative energy right now. How much did Wild Wings hurt or help the negative energy? Wild Wings is fine. I don't. I don't, I don't dislike Wild Wings. I don't dislike Wild Wings. Sure. I like the wings of Wild Wings. I like the overall sports bar experience. Can I just I've cut you off tried, right there? Yeah. The problem, of course, is that the Wild Wings here at the Saramonte Mall has terrible service. Terrible service. As someone, you guys just say Saramonte? As right. somebody who enjoys Wild Wings, loves Wild Wings, some would say, yeah. has been going there for years, Brett. We'll talk to you later. Hi. <laughs> Would say this is the worst Wild Wings I've ever been to, and not only the worst Wild Wings in terms of service I've been to, I mean in consistently bad. Oh yeah, every time you go there and you walk the uh, over there at Tim Gettys, never had a good experience there ever in my life. Uh, Wild Wings, many good experiences. Sure, of course. At this Wild Wings, it's consistently. Like maybe three out of ten. This you're, is Brett Griffin, always... by the way. He came in. He's a Patreon supporter. He came in patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can going? do it too. We'll explain all that later. We'll talk now, about it later. But uh, yes, every time we walk in there, no one at the front, phones ringing to death. And as you said today, the waiters and waitresses, they come out, they're across the place. <laughs> It, farther, they're like across the street if you know how the kind of funny office is laid out. They're not even where Kevin is. They're past that. And they do the thing where they come out and they look at you and then they scuttle back to wherever they are. They don't want it. Yeah. They're like, uh, not my problem. <laughs> like, see, I, I've been there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm often there in my life where I'm like, I look and I see something happen. I'm like, mm-mm. I just walk not away. on me. That ain't, not I'm not the me. hostess. Not on me. What, gotcha. it, what it feels like is an old western town where you're a stranger and you mm-hmm. come in and people board up their doors. Mm-hmm. You know, they look sure, at like, oh, sure. and then you There's see gonna be a gunfight grab they close child the things. and yeah. like scuttle away and like close the door. That's what it felt like every single time we go into there. It is not a welcoming experience. No. It got so bad today. No. Yeah, right. You've been to a Wild Wings before, correct? Yeah. Was this a bad Wild Wings experience for you? It, I mean, it wasn't a bad experience, but considering bad service. The, yeah, service, yeah, it was. Of course, Nick ordered, you know, the half the food comes out. Then we wait too long for the other half. I'll give you that. Again, I'll still say this. Was the service bad today? Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Was it still the best group service we've ever had at Wild Wings? Yes. Because we've left Wild Wings we've left. when they just don't come to us at Saramonte. That's not good. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> One time we We're still very excited. I'm to still... go to Dave and Buster's where Nick proceeded to fucking vomit his brains out. Yeah. From... Don't eat the Cobb salad at Dave and Buster's. It, what, if you remember, the problem was the, the salad you got at Dave and Buster's came with a piece of fried cheese probably as big as this sheet of paper right. sitting in it and, and, right. and, and Greg Miller 
A team fat member, if not president, well, Portillo's president now, ate about half of it. And I said, I have to stop. This is no good. And Nick continued to eat the rest I of it. Well, the rest of the salad was terrible. David Buster is not known for its uh, cuisine. It's food. Yeah. It's more of an arcade that, that happens to serve some food when and if it, 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 it wants to. The, the now, Buffalo Wild Wings experience today got so bad that at one point, Kevin goes, do you think they'd mind if I just got up and refilled my own beverage? This is not a self-serving beverage station. This is clearly a, this is only for employees only. And all of us unanimously we were like, I don't think they'll give 10 shits if you give up, get up and do it. And the waitress the saw part, him do the it. The best part about nothing. it is <laughs> Kevin nothing. stood up and walked over and me and Nick joked like, of course, Kevin goes to do this right when the waitress is walking towards us. Looks at him. Looks at us, looks at the other thing, just keeps going. <laughs> Zero fucks. I ordered a burger with avocado and bacon on top of it. And it came, just the patty. Mm. And I was like, uh, she's like, is everything okay? And I'm like, no, I'd, I'd love to get my bacon and avocado. She goes, oh my God, I'm and so sorry. And a soda. And a soda. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, uh, I forgot to get that for you. I'll get it right out. Ten minutes go by. No soda. No soda. She comes back, she goes, oh, I'm sorry. They're still working on that bacon. Okay, they're still working on the bacon. Then about another 10 minutes comes by, then she drops the check. The bacon, at this point, she she can't even make an excuse for the bacon. Yeah. What the bacon I appreciated was left. this. We've set it up. Bad service. Again, the best service we ever had at Saramonte. Bad service. However, after the food's been delivered, we've been eating our main course here. Joey Noel has the brilliant idea of, hey, excuse me, waitress, can we actually get a basket of potato wedges? To which the waitress says, with no joke in her voice, oh my gosh. Then goes around a corner, and a different waitress brings out potato wedges immediately. No, no, no. Joey had ordered the potato wedges. Oh. That's why the woman was. That was strike three because that's why the woman was like, "Oh, damn it!" Like she had just straight up forgotten. Half I of thought the shit these we things had magically appeared. No, then they were like, "Oh, sure." And no, then they, they, were, were, they were on the way. Apparently, they just didn't. It'd get be delivered. similar to the time in France. A young Greg and a young Poe went there on a high school trip, right? Juniors. We're not illegal drinking age in America. Yeah, you have. Poe's real drunk. Uh, we're not drinking age in America, so you sneak off at night and you go drink, right? We went up to a bar. One of our friends, Mike, I'm not going to say his last name, but it's one of those names that like sounds real good if you say it. You know, you're like, you're like Tim yeah. Geddes is a good name. Mike has a great last name. I only knew him in high school. Don't know if he's a murderer now or a doctor. He probably doesn't sure. want me telling these stories. So. Sure. We went there, and he went up to the bar and was like, hey, can I get Jack and Coke or whatever it was? And the bartender was like, sure. Grabbed a glass and went, you know what? Reached under the bar and brought out a pre-made Jack and Coke and put it down and said, I didn't do anything to it, I swear. And Mike drank it. Because, of course, you can believe a bartender in France when you're 17. Like, you know what I mean? But it was that I wouldn't suggest doing that. Similar to how I was alarmed about these potato wedges, and now mm. I just understand. Oh, I see. Okay, that's mm. where we're going on that That's story. where we're going with that I, 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 I was gone for a second, but you brought it right back. I just wanted to, to uh, Well, I like to. I like when I tell a story to be a little bit like M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. You don't know what the twist, twist is going to be. It's kind of The twist was, I was that bartender. Uh, <laughs> no, the twist in this story was that not all, we, we, we were actively bitching about this place. Myself, probably leading Very the charge. Lively. Very loudly, just to see if the table of three employees that was sitting next to us would do anything mm. about this, and they didn't do shit. Not only did they, they didn't not, do shit. they were, were like, "Oh yeah, like we have a group of seven, and they're like, "Oh, there's a party table over there." <laughs> yeah, it was just two, tables put together. Just two tables, two together. tables together. Yeah, so we still had to ourselves put a third table for the amount of people we had. 
It's like the woman seating us struggled to count menus. Joey and I waited. She struggled to count out to seven menus. Now, here's what I want to say. Highest if you fuck. are the staff from the Battle Creek, Michigan Wild Wings, you were fantastic. I'm not That's painting thing, a broad brush about Wild this, Wings. Yes. I love Buffalo Wild Wings. And here's my thing. The reason we're in this conundrum is the fact that we said, hey, Brett, hey. where do you want to go eat? Brett, fuck and us. Brett said, what'd you say? <laughs> food is food. Food is food is what this motherfucker <laughs> said. <laughs> so we broke into two camps. Outback, which I think... Not that great, but I go to great or whatever. Great service, though. Great the service, service is not and great. You are comparing the service versus the Wild Wings service today. Dude, right now, Portillo dragging a fucking <laughs> pizza to you is great service compared to what we had <laughs> at Wild Wings. If you could teach Portillo to drag me a pizza, that would be amazing. <laughs> all right, all right. Without eating half the pizza. Outback service, I go up to them for a chain restaurant. They're fantastic. <laughs> Always there. They're, my drink is never, never hit the, the floor. only time we've ever had poor okay, service. That's fair, that's fair. And it wasn't even was poor when service. Uh, fucking Cool Greg got they literally decided, cold mac and cheese. Yeah, they decided to bring an ice block out for yeah. his mac and cheese. I'm just that's saying, service. That's, it was that, that, was that we've been to Outback a lot recently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that in terms of service, yes, Outback is better. In terms of food, Wild Wings is better. And so it was just a choice of what do you want to eat. You were excited about Wild Wings I was, I was I very do, excited about Wild Wings. I do also want to preface because Greg was like, oh, why do you hate Wild Wings? I do not. I'm disappointed because I like Wild Wings. And when I've ordered to go and picked it up, it's always great. But I want the service to be better so we can go there more often. I agree. This I is agree. the problem. If there was another Wild Wings we could drive to where the service was like phenomenal, that would be our lunch spot all the time. And there's just not one in a 70-mile radius that I know of. I I, off, I told the story to many people at the Battle Creek. laugh because there's like one right down the street. That we no, I laughed because it was one of those things where me and Cool Greg's laying on the ground and we made eye contact as he popped his head up and it was just like, well, now we're both looking at each other while Cool Greg's laying on the ground. And he flicked me off and I was like, there we go. There that's how, that's, that's cool how we transition out of that. Cool if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy Show each and every week for... Sometimes five best friends gather on this table, each bringing a random topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny, where you can get each and every episode early. How early, Brett? You could be watching it right now. This live. is why I like this. Brett's so You're knocking like out of the park so far. So far. Because last week we asked that same question, and, and it was just silence. Dead silence. Rip. We didn't ask that question last week. So I, <laughs> I hosted last week. I can't remember the, the Glock and Spiel. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the one. There's an episode in between this all, isn't there? Yeah, well, oh, yeah. Interesting. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, you can watch it live as we put it up on Patreon or broadcast on patreon.com slash kind of funny. And then if you missed it live, you can get it on patreon.com slash kind of funny the following Friday as one big podcast and one big video. That includes the pre and post show. An the live show, show people yep. get. It was. This, the, today, uh, you missed a big portion of this. But we, I think uh, so did the audience. <laughs> Now that you can go back and watch it, yeah, we, yeah. we did a uh, a breakdown of a pie chart of the rate, like the idiots in the office, yeah. like who who's percentage wise out of a hundred yeah. out of all of us, how much? Oh, percentage this is good. Idiots? I should watch who's this. Who's the biggest yeah. pie chart? Who's as Joey's the least idiot, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Just now it. I want to preface. I'm those on the list. When I say idiocy, <laughs> I mean I mean like idiocy, like craziness, lunacy, chaos. Like, those I don't are mean just like those which different one of words. Stupidest. Because I would still probably keep this the same biggest part of that pie. <laughs> but you got, I think the best breakdown we saw was as far as crazy factor. Like, I'm, I'm, and winning I don't mean bad. I'm winning that. You're, you're winning that. I think it was like 30, 35% you, 20% me. Nick and Cap were You were 15. Oh, me and Cap were tied 20. 35% to 20. Well, I guess well, we're bringing it's out that a, It's a percentage. It's okay. only out of 100%. Okay. 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 You, you, you get 100% in my heart. Thank you. That's why I to hear. Because okay. like when we come in and you toss me the ball, like the imaginary ball, I like to imagine I shove it into my eyes and oh, fire sure pours did. out. You know just, what I mean? That's what it's all about. Poop it right out your butt. No, no, didn't go. But it's like a Nerf ball, so it compresses in your in your lower uh, bowels and then 
pops right back up. Same form as it was before because you can't keep good nerve down. If you don't want to give us any money, you can head over to YouTube.com slash kind of funny or podcast services around the globe where one week later, and that's right, Friday to Friday, it's posted for your free listening enjoyment. But if you enjoy what we do here, we'd love you to come to Patreon and help out just like Brett Griffin did. Hey, Brett. Brit. Hi. How are, are you? Good. Brit. How are you? Do they call you Brit ever? Brit. Brit. He's going to keep no. asking until you answer. So no. no? Okay. Okay. Uh, Brett, why <laughs> did you want to come on the Game Over Gregory show? Because it's an experience of a lifetime. Mm. It's always been a, a goal since I started watching. So I took a couple years to save up and uh, here I am. Thank you so much for doing that. Thanks, Thanks for, for letting me. us be a part of your life. Yeah. So obviously you have topics. We have topics. Everything's happening. But first, what I want to do is give you the chance to pimp all your wares. Oh, boy. Right. Okay. I, I surprised Pimping you. You came, on, you came on Kind of Funny Games Daily today. Yeah, I did that. Uh, Andrea, yeah, the trophy is filled with trash. We covered all that. <laughs> yep. You Twitch stream. Yes. Talk to me about that. So I stream over on twitch.tv slash Enigma9011. You can find me in numerous places on the internet at Enigma9011, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Xbox Live, PSN, Nintendo, and Steam, and all that stuff. It'll um, all be in the description on the YouTube video. Sure. <laughs> um, but you can find me over there. I've been streaming for about three years. Um, I started a YouTube channel with my friends maybe four years ago. Oh, wow. And uh, we were doing some stuff together. It was just kind of an idea. Hey, do you want to try this out? Sure. I'll support it and help you guys with whatever you need. And then my friends kind of dropped out, and I picked up the ball. I was like, this is fun. So I've been doing it as a hobby. Uh, for that time and then uh, the affiliate program started sure. with Twitch so now I'm able to make some income out of it nothing livable but you know little extra side change step aside scrap exactly a little, yeah. little going out money yeah. you know what I'm talking about <laughs> where did the 9011 come from okay so this was my original gamer tag way back when I liked the word Enigma from uh, wrestling I was a big Jeff Hardy fan um, oh and then, yeah. nice <laughs> and right. then uh, I you were Edward Enigma that yeah. too Batman. yeah yeah we yeah. Um, so the 9011 honestly was just random numbers at the time, and people kept asking. You're dumb, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I need to make a name. There Here's you go. some fucking numbers. Remember when everyone would put like the little X and then the big X yep. before the thing? And you mean, like, when they would, would they, every Twitch every name is still that XX, the name XX. Is that really? Yeah, mm -hmm. read the sub someday. You do work around here. I do, but like, I don't know. There's, there's a few of them, but it's you like, don't know what like it's like. Days. You don't know what it's like for me and Nick over there reading all the subs every day. Mm. You know, Nick know what I mean? Like, did Nick try to Joey today? I straight up said no. No, no, today. today. No, it was today you asked, hey, Joey, can you? You read the subs, and from the other room, Andrea was like, "Do it yourself, you lazy <laughs> ass!" <laughs> I love reading the subs. Though. Thanks, guys. Thanks for supporting the channel. <laughs> so it, it started off as random numbers, but we've kind of retroactively given it meaning. I was born in the '90s, and I graduated high school in 2011. Ah, so. like we retconned your username. Yeah. I like that quite a bit. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that. Um, YouTube content. I try and put stuff up weekly. I do a bi-weekly podcast. It's mm -hmm. called the Wait. What are we talking about? Podcast that looks. Very similar to another podcast you sure. might know. Um, and then I've been doing weekly vlogs because um, a friend suggested that. And that's been a lot of fun. Just kind of documenting week to week what's going on. When and you say bi-weekly. Yes. Do you mean twice a week or do you mean no, every so other week? twice every month? Sorry. Yeah. Every other mm -hmm. week. So I'll record. It's a great question because it's confusing. That's the thing, though. Is there an official statement on that? Bi-weekly feel... would be two, twice a week. Bi-monthly would be oh, twice well, a month. Bi-monthly. Yeah, that's what that's. I think that's. What if official. I do it every other month? Just like a fathom is very, very deep in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, do you understand? No, Kevin, not. Kevin says that's not correct. Kevin, uh, I want to get into your topic, of course, Brad. Yeah. But what I want to know is is something we never ask. 
how did you find Kind of Funny? You are a member of the Kind of Funny Best Friends. You came to Kind of Funny Live. You've been around. I've yeah. seen you. I know you. Mm-hmm. When did all this happen? Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Breaking news. Kind of Funny Kevin is brought up over here by Weekly's Definition, a periodical that appears every two weeks or twice a week. I'm wrong. That's such. I'm wrong. Yes. Like, oh. pick a side. You know. I know, yeah. right? I, it's like, yeah. Well, what's I take, take the medication bi-weekly. Yeah, bi-monthly. Do you mean twice a week or do you mean bi-weekly versus do fortnightly? <laughs> Fortnightly. Go fuck yourselves. Twice a month or every two months. This is not no. Oh, I guess it can be both ways. It's like literally, it can be whatever it wants to be. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, damn. No, I want to start bringing when the when the best friends come on. I want to know how did you get involved with kind of fun? What's your yeah. backstory? What's the origin story? So I did watch you guys in IGN and read content there. Sure. Um, I was that was my go to for video game news, just like anybody. Um, and then until Ryan McCaffrey came <laughs> ruined it all. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I caught a live stream on just the game over Greggy's channel where you were doing it sure. and you were playing, I think it was costume quest two. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, I don't know. Somehow through there, I kind of stumbled upon kind of funny on the YouTube channel and I kind of learned about you guys leaving and things like that and the different uh, programs you guys were doing. I don't know exact date or time frame. Uh, compared or I'd be very yeah. impressed if you knew the date this and time. It's March twenty third, eight p.m. <laughs> Eastern time. Eastern time. Um, but uh, kind of funny. Live one kind of rolled out. It seemed soon after that. Sure, we, just, we left January yeah. right. Made our announcement, and then it was June May sixteenth. Yeah. Oh, okay. May. You're right. Yeah, it was May so for that one shit. But uh, yeah, I've been watching since, and then like you said, I've been to a few events. Uh, I lived out in California for a year, so I was able to make the trek up from Anaheim up to here for kind of funny life two. And then I went to that San Diego Comic-Con meet and greet. And then Kind of Funny Life 3 I've been able to go to and prom recently, which was a nice surprise that uh, it was a birthday present without even meaning to be a birthday present. Aww. It's your, your birthday? You and I share a birthday, too. Holy Aww. shit. <laughs> That's why we gave you Smash Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, since then. Awesome, dude. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show, supporting Absolutely. us. Remember, of course, patreon.com slash kind of funny. There's a million goodies to support us, make it all happen, just like Tom Bach and Warren Moore did. They mm-hmm. are Patreon producers as well today. And of course, paying the bills, sponsoring us is Blue Apron, but I'll tell you about that later. Now, Brett, what is your topic? Oh, You've boy. been thinking about this forever. Coming I on have. this show, <laughs> building up for years. What do you got? Okay, so my topic is change. Um, right now... I hate nickels. <laughs> right now, in my life, I'm going through a bitty a pretty big change. Um, I worked as a Taekwondo instructor for numerous years yeah. and uh, it was time to leave that job. Um, not because I didn't like teaching or anything like that. It was just how myself and my coworkers were being treated. I had oh. enough. So it was time to change the pace and find something new. Um, so I left that job and obviously you guys have had quite the amount of change in your life with IGN to kind of funny, getting married, having sure thought of having kids yeah. and comedy and other things. Um, so I kind of wanted... Nick Jordan. <laughs> I was going to say Tim bought, a, Tim bought a subwoofer. Did. <laughs> a plan for dope. a car yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah. <laughs> the paint job. Um, so <laughs> there, uh, I just want to kind of ask you guys, like, when did you know mm. it was time to do something different mm. and well, change? I want to turn it on in you to begin with, sure. right? So I need more backstory. You were yeah. a Taekwondo instructor for how long? Um... About seven or eight years. Holy crap. Wow. At the same place? Yes. Wow. And, yeah, I and this is 25. In, so, yeah. like, that's a yeah. percentage of your life. Yeah, so I've been training in Taekwondo since I was seven. Um, I achieved my fourth degree black belt around 21 or 22. How okay. many degrees are there? Nine. 98. <laughs> is that how many black belts Thank you have you. in uh, <laughs> <Jiu-Jitsu>? <laughs> MMA? 
So when you fill in the gap there, no, you kind of left it hanging. But a fourth degree is in any black belt, any discipline is really impressive. I, I walked in last night and there was actually a guest uh, that we had in the show who was, I think, no, um, I forgot his last name. His name is David. I think Brayer or Brewer. Anyway, long story short is <clears throat> older gentleman was talking to my instructor and I could like when you walk in, you can tell. You're like this guy's got to be something because it's not. You, there's just a way about people you know, like they've been training for a while. You can see you're like this. This is the guy's very comfortable sitting on the mat. Takes out his black belt, wraps around his waist. <clears throat> he's got seven stripes. Mm. He's one of the. He's like the fifth American black belt in Brazilian jiu jitsu ever. Are, under are the stripes Machados. degrees? Yes. Stripes are degrees. Yeah, um, but they're uh, yeah. It's I don't know how that you get them in Taekwondo, but you get them for various. Like it takes a long time to get a stripe on your black belt mm. in jiu jitsu. And he, I was just like, holy shit! Like I was. Jesus Christ. Do you think and then I totally embarrassed myself. I was like, oh, where are you from? And he's like, LA. And then my instructor introduces him, and I'm like, oh my God, he takes it one of like the best places <laughs> in the like he teaches at one of the best places yeah. on the planet. The Machado is like, it's and that's when you, 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 you were fucked. He, he pointed at Nick and he's like, come over here, take off your shoe. Take off your shoe. <laughs> yeah, he was very, very nice, but it was awesome. Sorry, Tim, what were you Do you think you'll ever be a black belt if you keep at it? Or is that like so I, out of the realm? No, no, no. That's my goal. It's just going to take a really long time. Mm -hmm. I don't train enough to to progress, and I don't compete enough to progress um, belts. But my goal is black belt. Wow. Yeah. It's it just might take me ten to fifteen years to get yeah. it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, average average person gets promoted for to a blue belt within one to three years in jujitsu. So that and there's like there's blue, uh, purple, brown, and black after that, and it gets harder and longer. So you know, yeah, mm. one day <laughs> I'd stop it. One day. What's that? You stop it. So blue? you started at seven. Yes. You've been doing this whole thing. Yeah. Wendy, at, so at what point do you start training people? Um, I started assisting with classes at 15 or 16. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You teach and the then kid classes sometimes? I teach, we would teach everybody. So from ages three to four, which is our Mighty Might program, all the way up until 80 plus, whoever's there. And yeah. one question, I'm sorry, is this in uh, New York or yes, is this, this out of okay, New York? You live in New York now, but you did a brief stint in San Diego. Yeah. So I left the taekwondo school wants to go live in uh california and didn't do anything there i thought about it but <laughs> i did nothing in california <laughs> i went there i sat on a bench for a couple days and i was like nothing's happening i don't get the hullabaloo <laughs> um and then when i came back i went back to the same school okay okay sorry picked it back, Pick it back up. up yeah um so yeah i started assisting classes and then leading groups and then eventually being pretty much top guy at the one location that i was wow, at wow. besides the boss but sure yeah um and so what changes? You're talking about your topic is change. Yeah, you said you couldn't change. deal anymore with how you were being treated, how the other instructors were being treated. Right. What does that mean? Um, so before California, I was just strictly teaching. I was just in the evenings, four to nine, do classes, things like that. When I came, And was this your like source of income? That this was is what my you source did? of okay, income, yeah. Um, so when I came back, I was offered a daytime position. So office work calling students who haven't been in, okay. setting up after-school programs to go out and teach new kids and things like that, pretty much recruiting and uh, things like that. And then I was also in charge of some uh, computer stuff. Like we had TVs at the schools, so weekly announcements would go up there and a little bit of like social media, Facebook and things cool. like that. So anyways, so I did that for about two years. And um, yeah, there was just times here and there where my boss has a lot of ideas and they're great and things like that, but sometimes can't communicate the best way to his employees. So mm. there was a couple times where it was pretty much, hey, you're not putting in effort. You need to mm. do better. Mm. And it, like, I put up with it for a while because, you know, work, there's always going to be good days and bad days and things Were like that. Were you putting in effort, though? Yes, okay. absolutely. Like, <laughs> the thing is, with that business, 
I work during the week. I teach classes. But then weekends, there's always something going on. Whether it's a championship twice a year, mm -hmm. there's a fundraiser, there's demonstrations, there's extracurricular events. And that's all volunteer, but you need to be there. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. there's no paid for it. Exactly. Yeah. So like to say you're not putting an effort when I'm doing all these things sure. without any compensation. You know, thank you. Compensation. Yeah. And then, yeah, just knowing what I do during the day and do at night during classes, it just irked me the wrong way. Course, so there was one conversation he had with me and another coworker where he literally put the words out there 0%. And that was the switch in my head was like, okay, I'm done. Um, so I stayed on for a little while. I had my own timetable. And this past July, uh, I wrapped up. I finished. I think I stopped daytime in June because that's when I told him. But he wanted me to stay teaching till July just to kind of rearrange the school and things like that, get some people in place. So uh, I did that up until July. And then, uh, yeah, I wanted change to do something different. So as I mentioned, I've been doing What did he say when you come in and you're like, I'm leaving? Uh, he was not the happiest of campers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like once we started talking about it and stuff like that, he was a little bit more understanding. He was there any moment from him of like, I can change. I understand. Absolutely. Okay. Um, he always tries to swing it a certain way. And after a certain amount of time, you kind of pick up on that and you're like, sure. Okay. Um, so it's like, like a I codependent relationship. Yeah. It's like abusive. Yeah. So, I mean, at least before this podcast, there was the open invite to come back and do stuff, mm. but who knows? Um, He's watching right now live on Patreon. Hi. Oh. <laughs> um, Don't hurt he me. Hits a <laughs> he just hits a button on his desk and nothing happens, but in his brain he's like, yep. yeah, it's the nuke Dead. button. <laughs> You've been nuked, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I left that to do different things. And like I said, I've been doing YouTube and Twitch sure. for now, the couple of as a, as a fourth degree black belt, how hard would it be for you to go to a different dojo or a different gym and say, you know, start taking classes and then potentially start teaching classes there? Because right. I think the reason I ask is because obviously this is something you've stuck with for a long time. You mm -hmm. clearly love it. Mm -hmm. uh, when I see people who instruct at my gym, I think to myself, it would be really cool to be able to have that like to offer the gym. Right. Right. Like I would love to get to a point like in, in jujitsu, you, you are, you can instruct classes if you're purple belt or above mm -hmm. purple belt's considered a higher belt. So yeah. you can start instructing not the advanced classes, obviously, but if it's a fundamentals class or a class, actually I think you can do advanced classes. Um, but I always thought it'd be cool. Like if I had a purple belt to be able to potentially pick up some of the slack for some of my instructors, because mm -hmm. it's a hard life. It's not easy. Like I see what my, uh, the guys that own uh, the guy that owns my gym, what he goes through where it's like, He's there at 8 a.m. for the kids' classes all the way till 9 p.m. for all the adults' classes with very, very little break in between because he's mm -hmm. running a business. Right. And so I just think, like, do, do you think, like, hey, maybe at some point I will go to a different dojo? I've definitely thought about it. Um, there's a thing where I have to wait a certain amount of time before I were to work anywhere. And there's Oh, no you're like a non-complete? Yeah, no-compete no -compete clause and stuff like that. Do you that. sign that or is that like a fucking... Yeah, some, I did. No, okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, you don't, want to, you don't want to break that. I was going right. to say, if it's like an on-your-honor thing, I'd be like, mm -hmm. all right, Brian. Yeah, I get you. Right. Um, but yeah, I've definitely thought about that. And like when I was leaving and news came out about that, I had a lot of parents asking about that too. Like, no. oh, are you opening up your own school and things like that? You should definitely open it. Right? And um, I mean... How long is the non-compete? If you can say, if, you know, if you're not comfortable, don't worry about years, it. honestly. Oh, I don't Jesus. Know. Yeah. What would you, Christ. have you thought about names for your own school? Don't say no, it now. No. But Cobra like Kai. Couple, Cobra fucking Kai. <laughs> That'd be amazing. No, I that mean, I've definitely thought about it a little bit more uh, growing up and stuff like that. I was definitely very <laughs> adamant against it uh, growing up because I was like, this is never a goal I saw myself doing. Sure. Wait, but, you were adamant against not opening your own thing growing right. up? Even when like, even in that 
um, business, there he was. There was always spitballs of like, oh, we'll expand. You mm-hmm. get a school. I'm like, mm, not sure if I want that. Sure. And I'll be upfront with it, but. I don't know. You gotta um, go where life takes change. Exactly. We're talking about change, yeah. right? I never thought we I would own my own company, right? Or be co-owner of my own company. All right. Don't mm-hmm. look at me like that, everybody. So I don't know. Um for now, a break is definitely needed. Um, not because like burnt out sounds harsh, but like taking some time. Clear for your myself. head. Yeah, right. That's exactly. the bigger thing about it, especially for it to be a mind fuck of like you you said, right? Such a huge portion of your life. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the thing that's crazy about it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel you on that. Because when I I mean to answer your original question of like when do you know it's time for change, I think you know before, unfortunately before the change happens. Mm-hmm. In my in my uh when I look back at my life and the times that I've made these big changes from going from like serving so food to I'm, I'm gonna say yeah, this is you. background music. Uh when I think back I don't know. Like, oh, that's that's how you say. fucking sing. <laughs> all right, when I'm Billy, like, it looks like when you Billy pick Joel. up a gerbil. Tattoos and memories No, but I mean, you know, I used to serve food, and then I got fired a couple times, and I was like, this is probably a clear indicator that I can't do this anymore. I just can't put up with management and people, you know. So when I look at the transition between like the big moments of my life from like. Going from a, a waiting tables to then shooting like wedding videos and industrial videos and then going from that to, to working at IGN and then from IGN to here. All of those, I think you just, part of it's like you don't know when the opportunity is going to come by and part of it's just preparation for when the opportunity comes. Then sometimes it's you make your own opportunity, but right. you don't know. One thing's for sure, you will feel it and you will quit and hopefully it's not a rage quit mm-hmm. uh, before. But you, if, if you quit, you were probably ready to leave about a year ago or maybe six months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you did something great for yourself and you did something that not a lot of people do because it's really hard to look and have stability and say, I want more. Right. And especially since, you know, you, you, you have friends or maybe you have family members who are like that. They're not doing so well. And you're like, oh, man, am I a fucking asshole if I quit this job? That's that. Yeah. I'm. Doing, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. have friends of mine that's still that are still struggling at my age. And I think to myself, when I when I left for kind of funny, I was like, am I crazy for leaving a stable job that's really cool at a place that everyone knows mm. um, that my friends would have died for to have this job and 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 not and like it's just weird to me. But yeah. so where are you now? You take the time to clear your head. Yeah. But is there the panic of you don't have a job? I mean, you're streaming, don't get me wrong. I'm yeah, not like yeah. putting no, down anything. You need cash. I have a couple <laughs> bucks on me. I mean, we will I not refund the Patreon. We will not <laughs> refund. <laughs> <laughs> to be very clear, I'll speak for him. We will not refund the Patreon. Well, good to know. All right. <laughs> Scratch that off the list. Um, yeah, absolutely. There's always panic. Um, I mean, I feel more at peace with it now, now that the decision's done sure. and over with. But leading up to it, yeah, there was definitely, what are you going to do? Things like that. Um, as for, I guess it kind of goes in the next part of what I would do next. Uh, ideally video production. I see ah, okay. what you guys do here, editing mm-hmm. and things like that, and always get hyped with your videos very, and very like um, movie trailers and things like that. Like I want, <laughs> it's a weird thing to say, but the feeling of goosebumps you get whenever a oh, sound yeah. cue oh, yeah. or something. That's why I fucking live my life, that man, is dude. What I aim for, and and <laughs> it's not hard to do that. Like mm-hmm. it, it's definitely hard to make money doing right, it, uh, right. to be fair, but. Uh, I feel like it all starts with truly believing in the product mm-hmm. and like just that make content that makes you get those goosebumps that makes you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Think about what makes you feel that way and then just make that thing. Once you do it, people will resonate with right. it and then it, or it will resonate with people and then you're going to be great. Mm-hmm. And it that's the type of thing that gives you that jump off point to get noticed by the right people. And then all of a sudden you can make money from it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a delicate balance, man. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know that it's necessarily a like we're lucky that it gets to be our our jobs to to do this, but 
Like that's it's a big risk to mm-hmm. to jump into trying to create something from from nothing. You right. Know? It's true. I got I literally got the job at IGN because I knew motion graphics. And I literally knew motion graphics because I loved I just saw them on TV and was like, that excites me. That's really cool. I actually I remember I saw I forget what the commercial was, but I saw a commercial that had like lines that do themselves, and I was like, "That is the coolest thing I've ever seen." How come I can't do that? And then I started researching and downloaded an illegal copy of After Effects when I was like in my early twenties, and then just taught myself how to do it. And then that became the deciding factor between me getting the job. Obviously, I had some camera experience stuff too, but the one thing that really set me aside in the early two thousands was nobody knew After Effects, and Mm -hmm. I did. And and what's cool cool about that though is this is something I didn't know about you, but you mentioned earlier that you did uh, weddings, that you shot weddings. Oh yeah. You shot over a hundred weddings. Yeah, I shot a lot of like, weddings. I thought in you, one weekend. <laughs> I thought that you had like a brief stint of like maybe you shot weddings for like a couple months or yeah. whatever. But like, no, that's a hundred weddings. Like that was your job. That's it was a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm going back roughing those numbers. I'm I not know, sure when yeah. we're talking. But like, yeah, it was like two. It was one to two weddings per weekend for like two or three years. That's I crazy. Weddings and for then yeah, it was yeah. a while. It, it's not that that got you the job at IGN. It was the After Effects that was. Right. I just want to do this thing because it's cool and I believe in it. Yeah, and I shot like, you know, I shot a ton of stuff but most of my predominantly my reel was just all the vanity shots that I had when you when you shot weddings or like industrials and things like that. I knew how to use some camera work and, and put some uh, video together but the but I totally faked it until I made it with most of it. Because, like, you remember, you forget but that was the, those are the Avid days mm-hmm. where when you came and you had to know, Fran put us on Avid which was like the most intense and expensive video editing software, but it was the best at the time, but I did not know Avid. And Avid, the workflow, the difference between the workflow in Avid and Premiere versus Final Cut, which is on the other side, night and day. Like it's, it was totally fucking different. But you know. It's like the difference is like putting together a Lego set versus reading instructions in Japanese. Yeah. (laughs) Where it's just like one is like, okay, anyone can do this. And the other is like, do you not Why want would this, to be able to do this? Yeah, what the fuck? Avid's one of those systems that that came up. It's like it's like uh, the, the the difference. I don't know if you know cameras or not, but the difference between uh, red cameras and airy cameras. Mm. That we talk about like airy cameras, the ones that are camera camera. They're cameras uh, that were made by cameramen for cameramen. Mm. So when you pick them up, you're like, this is very intuitive, and the body style is perfect, and like this, it's very interesting. Then red cams are like made by engineers. Oh, okay. Like this is a camera made by engineers, and <laughs> it's super cool, but it's really fucking hard to use. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. I went off okay. on a fucking deep nerd tangent. There. I still have. Did you ever see anybody left at the altar shooting a wedding? No. Okay. But good, I saw a cake God. fall over once, and Ooh. that was hilarious. And I saw it going, and I was like, <laughs> "Did they I'm have like, I'm not here to. I, I was like a winner of the I'm Watchers. I was one of the Watchers, and I was like, I'm, "I'm not here to mess with history. I'm just here to record it." I just saw it like sliding and said, "Bah!" What a fucking great. They line. looked at you like you could have saved it. Like I had the shot. No, not I my job. I was like Peter Parker. Somehow I feel that's my problem. Oh, that's good. no! I uh, mm-hmm. I never actually saw anything crazy shooting weddings. I saw um, people, you know, people are stressed out, and you get the normal stuff where like people are a little, a little crazy. But um, no, I never saw anyone get left at the altar. Okay, ever, which okay. was good. It was nice. You catch. I saw you know every once in a while you pick up uh, just people getting super drunk and stuff like that. Sure. You pick up some hilarious chatter over the comms. But of course, you're married right now. You've settled down. Yeah. But at the time, yeah. I mean, you're you're young. You're oh, virile. I'm single. You're filming shit. Are people are, are bridesmaids coming up to you? You talking to anybody? Tell you not shit. at all. <laughs> <laughs> one, here's what why one and only encounter with a bridesmaid. Here we go. Okay, cute blonde bridesmaid, sister of the of the bride. Sure. And I'm vibing on this girl, and she's vibing on me, and it's going great. And we're outside. Where we're smoking. You're cigarettes. smoking a cigarette, of course. And I'm having a cup of coffee, right? 
And you I put the element, dude. Right uh, now, did you put the camera on sticks and it's just in no, there? No, no, we were done filming. I was a professional, okay, so I was like, okay, I filmed. Okay. You, the last, like, you'd film like the last, uh, the cake cutting was usually the end, and then the bouquet and garter, and that was pretty much it. Then you get more dancing, and then you ask them, you're like, hey, are you guys going to leave? Are you going to have a grand exit? And if they go, no, nah, no, nah, don't worry about it, then you're pretty much done for the day. Plus, I was hourly, so they would book us based on packages. It was four, sure. six, and eight hours. Eight hours was like phenomenal because you're just doing the same amount of work as like six hours, but you just get two extra. doesn't matter. So I was like, I'm done with the job. This girl's cute. I'm trying to get this. Here we go. They're vibing. Right We're back to vibing now with the blonde bride. This is pre-Tinder before people Nobody had would co- computers. Hey, hook girl. up, right, willy-nilly. She passed We're you like, a floppy oh. disk. It was yeah. like, all my information's on this. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't have a computer like that reads floppy disks. <laughs> but this is, the, this is a horrible story. And I can't. This, this is one of those that sticks out in your yeah, mind. Lit. Brett We're paid a lot of money to get That's right. I'm drinking. Mind you, I'm drinking a cup of coffee. A little cup of coffee. Having a great time. Enjoying myself. Put the coffee down. Look away for a second. Look at her. I'm about to ask for a phone number. Pick up the coffee. Real doesn't real. Don't realize she's no longer right. smoking a cigarette. Don't know. It hasn't occurred oh. to me. I'm just in this vibe moment. Start to drink the cup of coffee and think to myself, "Wow, there's a lot of grounds in this coffee." There's a, and then I spit out her mm. cigarette butt, and she goes, "Oh my god, that was your coffee?" And I'm like, "How did you not see that I was drinking this fucking coffee the entire time?" She put her cigarette out in my coffee, and I was like. I would still have sex. I would still sleep with you. <laughs> but she was disgusted by me and left. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm still there. No, I'm, I'm like, fine. Down, I'm right? into it. I'm, you know, uh, you know, this is back in the bigger days when Nick didn't have a lot of options. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm charming this girl. She's vibing on the me. The bigger days. Well, yeah. I was, like, I, was, I was a bigger boy back then. No, I remember. I've seen bigger the documentary. Boy. I've seen the documentary. Bigger boy. You can see it this Friday. Austin, Texas, Spider House. Okay, it's too, by the time, only the people watching live will see it in the time. It's, it's <laughs> There's at least 10 people watching live, and we need those tickets sold. I guarantee Mark Freeman's not coming to Austin, Texas. Oh, hey, Governor, I, I cooked the fish and chips from the Cooking with Greggy show. Why would he? <laughs> we didn't cook that. You filmed the entire sh- Anyways, Brett. <laughs> so, Brett, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Has anyone ever told you you sound like a little bit? Every once in a while, you sound like Christopher Walken. Do I? Yeah, Hold a on. little bit. Talk a little. Hi, how are you? My name is Brett. Hi. No, <laughs> I don't hear Don't hear it. Hi, how are you? I don't hear it I'm at from all. Upstate well. New York. A little bit. You have a little okay. bit of a New York accent is what I'm getting at. Huh. I'm looking right. at it. Never noticed it. It's but good. Not that I would. Don't listen to it. So you're at this precipice of change now in your life. Yeah. So as I was saying, video production would be ideal. Um, like you guys said, obviously very competitive. And you're already like doing it, right? You said you're yeah. doing YouTube. You're doing podcasts. Yeah, I, the thing is more just putting more energy into it. Like I've made a couple of videos where it was a big event and I tried to get that energy reaction from it and I know I was happy with it. Um, what it, Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Are you looking to do it for yourself or do you want to start your own business? Do you want to be like work for an IGN? Uh, it's definitely not start your own business. I'll still do the Twitch streaming and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one mentality I've had with the Twitch streaming is treat it like a job. I've always tried to put 100% energy into it and things Got like it. that. Whether, you know, it turns out partnership and expansion and whatever it is or it's just this hobby of you know i get to talk with some friends uh play some games and have some fun with it can i take a side just an aside for two seconds yeah sure i had we you know we started in 2015 before that i had partnered up and done the whole twitch stuff before Mm -hmm. i'm rusty now you you say you're an affiliate and you can get subs yes what's the difference now between an affiliate and a sub or um, partner partner so Probably it was split, I would imagine. A year, Shut your face. He's talking. <laughs> a year ago, they added the affiliate program. Twitch oh, did. Um, it was much a much lower bar okay. that, of criteria you needed to, okay. need to be an affiliate. You needed so many unique streams, concurrent viewers, or average viewers maybe, um, 
and then might have been just those two, might okay. have been one other thing. Um, so people can subscribe to the channel, just like any gotcha. partner would. Um, you get the Amazon Prime, you do all that yep, stuff. Yep, exactly. Um, instead of, I know partners get like numerous emotes that they can have. I can only have one per tier. So if you tier one sub, okay. you get an emote, tier two, tier okay. three, things like that. Um, I can accept bits as donations and things like that. Um, my payout cut is different from a partner too. So like if you're okay. a partner, you get a little bit more money okay. Okay. and things like that. Um, how they divide it. And then other than that, that's good enough. I yeah, just, yeah. Didn't, I didn't understand. I don't need the nuts and bolts, but mm -hmm. I know it's one of those things. It's a dumb question because I'm, I'm not dealing with it, but I know there's so many people in our audience that don't even understand what a partnership mm -hmm. with Twitch is, mm -hmm. let alone. Infinite. Yeah. So, I mean, partnership isn't an impossible goal. Um, you have to apply for it when you meet their three curriculums. It's once again, or criteria, once again, so many unique streams yeah. you need to, do so many hours i think and then you need an average viewership that's yeah. the one that's holding me down i okay. think it's needs 75 average per month or something like that and i'm nowhere near close to that mark but you know it's so you twitch again twitch.tv slash enigma 9011 and you stream every day uh trying try to, to yeah. try <laughs> five to seven you fucked it up today <laughs> Everybody's going over right now. Like, where the hell is this guy? <laughs> no, that's Oops. great. But that's that's my that's my question. Then is like, what is like, what is your ideal life look like right now? Are you? Ooh. I wake up at eight, go to work from nine to five, stream from five to six, go do taekwondo, or like, what 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 is that mixture? Because this is the thing that I love, like thinking about mm -hmm. and just sort of in my own life, right? Like, that's one of the things that like I we're obviously fortunate that. I said it before, I'll say it again, like, we're very lucky that we get to do predominantly the stuff that only we want to do. Like, mm -hmm. I don't really have too many parts of my day that, that I'm like, oh, fucking dreading today. It's like, oh, I get to hang out with my friends, stream. Like, every morning, like, I'm like, oh, I have to go to work. I'm like, no, I get to go to work. Right. I get to go to the morning show with Tim. We mm -hmm. get to talk about the poop patrol and <laughs> yep. screw with the chat and time out Ignacio Rojas all the time. He deserves and then, it. He's earned it. And then it's like, oh, I have to go to comedy or jiu-jitsu tonight. Oh, not really. I don't have to. I do either. I get to. So my question is, long story short enough about me, what is your ideal life? What does it look like right now? Um, have you thought about this? I have. Because I feel like it's important to have that as a sort of like, to, to, to visualize that for sure because I think visualization is the first step to make something clear that is the yeah. you know where to head for yeah um so with the streams just out of the past couple of years of scheduling I've been up later I'll usually do 11 mm. p.m. Eastern to about 2 a.m. or so oh damn okay. yeah so I'm more of a night owl um so ideally if I could sleep in cool and then go to whatever day job it might be um obviously if it is video production that would be ideal but mm. I think mainly at this point it's a change of pace. I will do something different because I've never, this was the only job I ever had was Taekwondo. So mm -hmm. I don't know how oh, it wow. is to work service, to work this, to work mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, Not a loaded question. Did you go to college? Yes. Okay. What'd you go for? I went for 3D game design. And oh, animation. shit. Okay. And that's another facet that I would like to get back into because okay. I haven't done that for years. Um, so, but yeah. But you have a degree? Yes. Yeah. Associates. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So I went for that. That's a good start. Um, so ideally, I mean, obviously, I can change my sleep schedule and stuff like that. <laughs> the, the, yeah, you might have to budge on well, the sleeping yeah, in, yeah, but yeah. maybe not. Never said never. Just but that's the thing about video I, production is you might like that's that was my thing. That's why one of the reasons why I really was drawn to like wedding photography and videography was that obviously it happened on the weekends. Mm -hmm. You would get maybe the the off Monday or Thursday wedding that would happen. But most of those are at Monday night. Monday weddings. So, oh, yeah. Everyone's on. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Come on now. Well, a lot, of, a lot of second weddings happen on a Monday. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, what's up, Matt? Um, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> midlife ballers, everybody. 
he's gonna text me on that one. No, but you, yeah, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> people get married on on the off days because they don't want to spend a ton of money on that sure. on that wedding. Um, so yeah, but long story short is yeah, it was the weekends. So I would what I would do is shoot stuff from you know Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. And then I'd go pick up edits, and I could edit whenever the fuck I wanted. Right. So inevitably, oh, yeah. my lazy ass would start wouldn't start <laughs> editing until six p.m. Because yeah. I would fuck around with my friends all day, go to Del Taco, go to the Green Burrito, hit smoke cigarettes. <laughs> all they do is eat at taco places. <laughs> I think I think back to that time in my life, which by the way was a great time. Like when you're right out of college, and like it's it's a time full of a lot of angst because you're trying to figure out how to get something started for the next like portion of your life. But it's also just like a chill time. Like, what the fuck? Like, we used to go. Oh, my God. When we had nothing to do, we would go in Newport Beach. There's a place called Cafe. Um, I forget what it was called, but it was an all night. It was up until like 4 a.m. Cafe. We would just sit outside and play dominoes and smoke yeah. cigarettes till like 2 a.m. Don't morning. even get me it started on looking now as an adult fucking every moment booked on a Google Shit. calendar. Like, I look, I think back to college when it was like, yeah, like, Ruba. I got one Cafe class Ruba. at 11 and then I'm going to come home and, oh. Hmm. I, don't so I don't know. I don't know. We'll See where the out. world takes me today. Yeah, like, yeah, was, I mean, this is also pre-social media, pre-YouTube, pre-everything. So, like, any movies to see? Nope. Well, let's go smoke cigarettes and talk. That's <laughs> all we got. That's all we could do. But I love that. I love that time. But yeah. So, so I picked that as an as a hobby, or not a hobby, but as a to try to make a living out of because that it did fit my lifestyle. Right. But at a certain point, yeah, you get the nine to five. They're gonna probably want you to be there. Yeah. Somewhere again. IGN was always like try IGN being. IGN was 10. not a nine by nine to five. It was, it was more 10, like. 10 to 10 to 5 30 10 to 6 yeah 10 to 10 to 6 but then every once in a while it was a 10 to when it, is the boss gone all right <laughs> let's 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 go and then soon enough you became the boss and you're like it's all right we gotta go it's a 10 to but then also 11. punctuated by the e3s where it was uh you get your yeah. ass in there at fucking eight in the morning and you're not done working until you're done working which my first e3 was three days later mm. i remember sleeping in the hallway of the the la convention center on uh some chairs that were back there and having a security guard wake me up be like you, you can't sleep here mm-hmm. and i'm like but i have to sleep somewhere because if i go back in that room my boss will make me work more and i'm pretty sure it's super illegal <laughs> thanks pear <laughs> JK, it was Fran. Fucking <laughs> uh, Fran. Um, so I guess so I have d- you identified any places that you might potentially want to work? No. Um, so another delve into my life. Uh, so I left in July. August has been August. See, it's right. August. It's fine. My favorite month <laughs> has been a treating myself month and travel. Treat yourself. Good for you. Yeah. So I first went out to Colorado to visit some other kind of funny best friends. Shout out to Super Killer Bunny and Lady Killer Bunny. Uh, Stayed with them for about a week. Hung out with them. And then I came. Super Killer Bunny and Lake Killer Bunny? Lady Killer Bunny. Lady Killer Bunny. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Are they together? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's coincidence. (laughs) It's a really, really, really coincidence. So I came home for, flew back for a day in New York. And then immediately took off the next day and drove down to North Carolina to visit some family. I have family throughout North Carolina, so it was like two days with this aunt and uncle, two days with these cousins, two days here. Drove back up, was home for three days, and flew out here. Wow. That's great. So I've been bouncing around all August. Um, So when I get home tomorrow or Thursday, that will be the the start of looking. Exactly. Great. Of looking for things. There's video game companies out in New York. 
uh, upstate area. We're kind of mm-hmm. getting a few more, but I'm definitely open to moving again, North Carolina with family there. Well, let's think a lot about a lot of the devs now have in-house video production teams mm-hmm. because they're right. realizing it's a lot cheaper to do that than to have to like farm that work out for mm-hmm. considerable markup. So yeah, if you tomorrow, can, I mean, off the, I mean, not tomorrow we have a developer coming here to see how we have everything set up and to ask Kevin a bunch of questions because mm-hmm. they're like, we need to do this in-house and we just don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's tough. And so that's, it's interesting, you know, it's, it's one of those. Well, a lot of people have this idea of what you're going to do in video production, um, and every major company has some level of pro- like video production now because you can't not have the means to supply content to a YouTube channel or Twitter or Facebook. You have to have that, even if you're just you know Kellogg's or right. a company that you might not think you might not associate with production. They still need stuff done, and they don't want to pay you know the 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 bigger companies out there like hundreds of thousands of dollars to do a video that they could pay you. A, a decent salary to do and yeah. more. So. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how quickly things are evolving in terms of what job titles used to be even like five years ago, three years ago, where like, for example, uh, social media manager. Like three years ago, that meant, oh, they run Instagram and Twitter and sure. you know, kind of look over the forums or whatever the sure. fuck based on the website. Now, social media manager is essentially the person that manages a community manager, which is the person that's like in there like making sure that everything's fine. Then there's also the social media content producer. Yeah. Social media producer, because it's like making content for social media <laughs> is different than just being social media. And then there's the people that ideally go in and are engaging and actually leaving comments on mm, videos mm. or responding to like the more customer service side yeah. of it. And it's weird that it falls into customer service, content production, and um, community building. Uh, and engagement, and those are three very different skill sets that would have been just bundled up into one one piece before. But now it's not just. I guess the point I'm making is, if you want to do video, it's not just the video team. There's other options now to have your skill set be laser focused on. Yeah, and that's a shift, obviously, right? The paradigm shift of like what social media means to companies and to the world. But I remember a time when like. The social media was, I don't want to say it was an afterthought for IGN, but it was definitely not. Oh, it, no, it totally was. Yeah, if like, that even. It was totally something, oh, we should do. Yeah, we should totally do Do you remember? It. There was like one dude doing all of it at one I, point. I mean, you, you know, you, this is when there was a clear wall between editorial and video, obviously. But there was a time where the person who ran IGN's Twitter was everyone on IGN. If you, tw- if you put, when you published an article, I was supposed to go to Twitter and post it myself. With meaning that I'm posting and Damon's posting and yeah, all it's just like a feed crazy. of content, which is f- not bad, but it's also not what Twitter not is. Twitter needs a voice and needs mm-hmm. a person. And like, was anyone responding to com- to ads? I don't think so at the time. Like that wasn't what it was about. You didn't, there was no way to do it. But it's crazy to think how, the importance of social media as not only like a promotional tool, but a tool for content like generation and and uh, deployment, right? Mm-hmm. Of like delivery rather. And so that's it's interesting because I don't, you know, Tim keeps up a lot more and Greg keeps up a lot more with with IGN than I do. But just having seen their social team go from that like from Twitter just coming on the scene to now being a legitimate like like stratified team is really really cool. And it just makes you rethink like the the more things move and and evolve, the more opportunities there are for people out there that understand how to utilize these tools. And so, like, Tim's spot fucking on where, like, my mind doesn't immediately go to, like, oh, I would look in the social media aspect of, like, stuff if I needed another job. But it's absolutely the place to go if you want to produce video at the moment. Mm. Or sure. if they go, yeah. hey, you can 
you can absolutely come here and produce. You know, if you were fortunate enough to get on the video team at IGN, absolutely. I'm not saying don't do well, that. Well, especially if you can jump on a, a social team and it's they are still not in the dark ages like IGN used to be, but like they don't have expectations for it. Like, all right, cool. This is a spot we don't really know. Pitch to somebody why they need a social media team and go in and make cool yeah. shit. And or, that can go one of two ways. I mean, of course, I think, of course, and IGN's amazing. We love IGN, don't get me wrong. But like, when Bromley ran social media at IGN, he was so far ahead of his time. He was doing shit on there and Facebook-only videos and all this crap that was awesome and amazing, but IGN, I don't think, understood. And Exactly, and it wasn't yeah. gaining the steam it needed. And it's like, you see how Bromley took that and obviously those skills he already had from current TV and all these different things and the comedy button and all these other things, but eventually, now he's writing the Star Wars show. Like, you know what I mean? Like Emmy award-winning Star the Wars The Emmy award-winning Star Wars shows. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's how it can happen and work for you. Something that blew my mind. Mm. And gently really. Missy Elliott. Uh, she did. Uh, continue to stand. Yeah. Uh, I just got notified on Twitter. I've been on it for tw- 10 years. <laughs> no oh, shit. Yeah? 10 years on Twitter. 10 fucking years. I thought Twitter was the dumbest fucking thing. Oh, God, and then IGN too. started forcing us to use it as at IGN. I was like, whatever. And then when they were like, all right, cool. We're actually hiring a person. You don't have to post anymore for it. I was like, shit, I kind of <laughs> miss it. And that's when I made my own. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, I don't think I got on Twitter until Tim made me get on Twitter. And there was what a moment where Tim was like, I remember I was signing up trying to figure out what how to get my name on Twitter when we were still sitting on the second floor and I yeah. used to sit over by Bernard. Third floor. Third floor. No, we were on the second floor for a while, weren't we? Third. We took up two floors for a while. We were on like three and, and four, okay, and so then the third. podcast room was on two. So it's possible you're on the podcast. No, no, no. Room. Yeah, I was I was I was on we were on three. It was the low ceiling floor, whatever that was. And I remember sitting there going, like, I don't understand, Tim. Why can't I get at Nick Scarpino? And Tim was like, There's another Nick Scarpino. Yeah. And I'm like, No, there's not. There's not another Nick Scarpino. And then finally, I was like, well, Tim, I need a better. And Tim got so tired of listening to me. He was just like, I'm going to walk away now. You just have to rectify the fact that you're going to have to put you're, something you're, else in your name. Dude. And I, that's how I'm I got sorry. stuck forever with this fucking underscore. But thank God Nick Scarpino, the real Nick Scarpino, works at Pertillas and everything's great. That's Fantastic. fair. And then Tyler Coe from Rooster Teeth came on my show. And he has not one but two underscores. And that made me feel better. It did. Yeah, it's but people Tyler use that now. Th- that's the same thing with the XX before your name and XX after your name. All cool looking. You know what I mean? I got my Twitter account ten years ago uh, when YouTube was doing YouTube Live, which was essentially kind of funny live, where YouTube oh, decided to do wow. a live show in a like in a in a building. It was at Fort Mason. They hired Harley for that. Um, yeah, Harley was a part of it. Yeah. Uh, Bo Burnham was a part of it. Yeah. It was like. Imagine 10 years ago, YouTube, like anybody that was relevant then. Fucking keyboard Actually, cat. no, Harley was a part of it. <laughs> oh, no, I'm thinking Harley was a part of that Super Bowl thing. Uh, Remember how Harley uh, did the Super Bowl party or whatever it was? The Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. The thing we made a Super Bowl video for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Whatever the fuck. But anyways, YouTube Live, it's so crazy to think. 10 years ago, YouTube Live, it was as big as Kind of Funny Live 1. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was a tiny fucking little thing. And they did a huge live stream and like no one really paid attention, but they got a bunch of people involved. The little dramatic prairie dog, he was there. Oh, wow. Um, they had the actual they had prairie dog. They went to the prairie um, and found him. Freddie Wong was part of it. Uh, but anyway, there was a thing where it's like, you can interact with the people. So I'm like, I'm going to make this fucking Twitter, whatever the hell it is. And uh, I got to talk to Bob Burnham. That day. And that's on, on Twitter. Twitter. Like, you should make a movie about school. Anyway, see you later. I'm Tim Geddes. And you skateboarded away. Hey, man, I'm in eighth grade. You should make a school a movie about eighth grade one day. One you day. gave him the idea for it. You need to watch 8th grade, Nick. I'm going to. You still watch 8th grade? Uh, I was going to go see it this weekend, but we just we did the thing where we were like, like we were, I, I was like, I don't want to go see it. And yeah, do we want to see the movie? Nah, we don't want to see the movie. Have you seen it? I have not, no. As a content creator, it's very stressful. Okay. Yeah. You should it is very it. stressful. As a human being. It's very Who's stressful. been in 8th grade. <laughs> begging for the approval of others. I heard an interview with uh, uh, John Chow. Cho. 
about searching. That new one where it's mm-hmm. like all screens, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I did not want to see this. Now I want to see it. Dude, supposedly it's amazing. It's supposed to be really good. It's like getting 9.5s from everywhere. Is it Cho or Chow? I think it's Cho, right? C-H-O? John Cho? Yeah. Yeah, he plays Sulu. Harold. Oh. Harold from Harold and Kumar. Yeah, okay, now I know who you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. 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 Excited about What's that. What's searching? I don't know. The, I don't know. It is a movie where a guy's uh, daughter goes missing, and it's all taken. told through. You taken. Uh, <laughs> that's very similar, but instead it's of. told through screens. Instead of going around and kicking the shit out of people, he's just in front of a screen the entire time. So it's very similar. So it's told Tim through like, like webcams and like Google searches and. Like so is it always to, that he's talking into the camera or yeah. it's like him using but it's not just him. It'll be like it cuts to like Deborah Messing, who is a like, police officer. And then like it cuts. Do to they his, know they're being filmed or is this like it's a slice of life? I'm looking into their world as they're trying to find this woman. He's trying to find his daughter by going back into her digital life and figuring out what happened to her. So he's going to her Facebook page. He's going so he's to not. Emails. What's up, everybody? I'm looking no, at my girl. No, OK, no, no, thank no, you. No. Thank he's you. He's literally for the camera like what's going on. Oh, this is an email. Double click. He plays a video. We go. We cut into the video. We come out. A cop calls on whatever he calls the Skype. cop by a face time, or Skype whatever that's my understanding of it I cool, that sounds cool. wrong but it that's what the fun. trailer makes it's it look based like. off of uh, it's the same company that Taken. did um, no they did a <laughs> horror movie about the same thing oh, unfriended unfriended yeah. which actually I guess was supposed to be pretty fun and, and cool. unfriended supposedly was decent and they made a number two um, but yeah this one's like the more adult version the like yeah. alright let's let's make this a real movie yeah. not just like a chintzy was, horror yeah thing. I heard an interview on uh, I listened to the business KCRW's entertainment podcast and they interviewed them and they were like, they talked to John Chow and he was like, they asked him, like, did this seem gimmicky? Like, what was your first impression when they said we're going to do this all through screens? And he's like, absolutely not. We're not doing that. And it's like, even through, he's like, all throughout production, even I, I was, I was telling him, like, hey, man, why don't you just ditch the screen idea and shoot this like a normal movie? But he's like, when I saw the end result, it was really worth yeah. it. It's like Chronicle. Mm. Does, okay. when I'm looking through their screen, is there text coming up in yeah. reverse? So I'm like, I'm on, the, I'm trapped in their computer. Like, let me yeah. out, let me You're out. You're basically the man no. with two brains. Remember that? Which is like, no, I'm a brain stuck in a jar. <laughs> Steve Martin classic. Steve Martin. Okay, I thought it was Steve yeah. Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Sure Steve Martin that. classic. So Brett. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> the precipice of change here. Mm-hmm. Are you equal parts excited and nervous? Are you all excitement? Are you terrified? Like, where are we, where are we at with that part of it? Um. I think it's still equal parts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, maybe a little less nerves, but that might be because of the month of traveling and sure. kind of relaxing. Sure, and sure, like sure, sure. Maybe Thursday. Not having to think about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe Thursday will be a different yeah. story, but. Uh, I mean, yeah. let me ask you this question. Sure. You got parents, right? Yes. They're watching right now. Hey. <laughs> Are you living with them? Yes. Okay. Are, is it terrible? No. Then you're fine. Yeah. No, I'm saying? not like. like this, yeah, uh, this what do a, they think about you coming back and living with them? They're fine. Oh, with your that. mom's probably through the moon. Yeah, they were stoked. Are you me? My mom, my mom. I can't, I can't tell you how many times when I was looking for jobs in my twenties, and my mom was like, "You know, you can always come home. Got the bed ready for you. Got pizza made. Mm-hmm. They love it. That's what moms are here for." Yeah. It's amazing. But all I'm saying is, there are obviously I was very fortunate growing up to have parents that were like, "You can always come home," and yeah. that gave me a lot more confidence to go out and take risks, mm-hmm. which is what you got to do when you're in your twenties, man. Yeah. When you got when you got no wife, no kids, no mortgage, and you got an education, and you got and you're motivated, fucking travel, do crazy shit. Go try to work for people. Like, do free work if you can. Like, have fun and just try to follow whatever passions you got out there. Because you got plenty of time to do a job you fucking hate. Mm-hmm. So now, why not spend that time looking for a job you love? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. When I moved back from California, they were all for it. And uh, yeah, I've been fortunate enough to live with them and get my savings back up to where I want it and more. Yep. And obviously, able to come on the show and things like that. Um, I'll tell you one thing right now. I miss. Okay. Now, you would say, Nick, do you miss your mom's cooking? No, I do, but 
I'm a little skinnier now because of it. No, no offense, Ma, if you're watching this, but only this pizza pissed off pizza throwing the pizza on the ground. I'm like, how home. many pizzas are you gonna make tonight, Ma? Well, it's just you, me, and your father, so we'll be making six pizzas. <laughs> okay, uh, no, I, I'll tell you one thing. I miss, and, I, and and when I get it again in my life, I'll consider myself a huge success. Uh, laundry that's in my unit, <laughs> laundry where I can just go. I gotta wash my gi. Throw my gi, <laughs> and it's done. Don't have to worry about fucking four dollar laundry. As a performer, I appreciate that. You did, a, you did like a fucking Muppet Monty uh, Python it was coconut thing. Stupid, boring story halfway through. So I'm like, I'll give him a little. I like it. I yeah, like one of the, the best things about living in a garage mm-hmm. is there is a, a laundry dryer Good that not you. only allows me to launder and dry my clothes, but I'll. It always just smells like fresh laundry. I'm coming over to your and house to do fantastic. my laundry from now on because I'm so tired. Like last night, I got home. I got home at nine and realized I hadn't washed anything. I had all my geese were just sitting in my office fucking funky as shit and stinking. And I just finished jiu-jitsu. So I'm like, I got to wash these. I can't leave these over the, like, Austin. My, yeah. my wife's going to kill me. Threw those in. But there was, someone was doing the laundry. So I had to do the thing where you're like. Is it in your building or to go to, like, a yeah, laundromat? I had to go downstairs. It's in the building. But there's two washers for 16 units. Two. So, wait, how many? Three. What's three times? Nine units. Excuse me. Nope, that's not right. <laughs> how many floors you got? Four, four units per floor, three floors. Twelve units. Twelve. So. Two washers. It's not terrible, but it's to the point where, like, at 9 o'clock at night, I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to wait for this. And I always feel bad doing the thing where it's like, that's done. Do I take out the no. wet clothes mm-hmm. and put it on the thing? Because all my stuff you just usually gotta breach is that, man. You got to use the post-it notes. Yeah. Because, like, if you yeah. just, hey, I did this. Deal with it. No, At least I give them. I literally, you know me, I can't break rules. So I set. Here's the thing. <laughs> I can't, bre- you know, I can't do it. I have to set an arbitrary rule for myself that I could adhere to. Mm. And then once it sets back, I go like, well, I did the thing. So I'll be like, I'm going to wait five minutes. Five minutes. And I look at my watch and I wait five minutes. I'm like, if they're not here. Dude, that's fair. Five minutes five is fair. Five minutes? Yeah. There's no way they're coming in five minutes. Well, set your fucking alarm. It's on your go, building. I no, I understand that, but they're not coming in five minutes. But like uh, my, my theory is it's been at least 10 minutes since this thing went off. So if yeah. I give another five minutes, that's 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Theoretically speaking, 15 minutes is enough time. Like you should have set a fucking alarm to come yep. down and get your clothes. Yeah. That's if you're totally up there fucking around cooking, taking care of your babies, whatever, fucking cleaning babies. their asses and shit. It's not my fault that your laundry is going to get mildewy. So I'm taking it out, put it on the dryer. I live in a house. Hold the whole house. Six women. One dude. I'm the dude. You're the dude. <laughs> I'm the dude. Yeah. Do you know how many fucking black lacy underwear get stuck in the, the fucking washing dryer, machine dryer. If I had to guess. Every. All of it. it I don't understand how there's so much because it's so small. Tiny. It's like the tiniest little fucking thing. And it's every single time I take out a load of laundry, there's one fucking thing. black. Yeah, you like, you got black do. underwear. And I'm just like, how is, like, do you guys not have underwear? Like, I just don't understand how much of this exists. They don't do the turn. You got to do the turn. I always do the oh, turn. Oh, spin. Do the, spin. do the spin. Maybe that's my no, downfall. That was, I shouldn't do the when turn. When I was living in South San Francisco. <laughs> you poured on with this fucking lazy shit. When I was in South San Francisco, I, went over, I used to use laundromat across from the house I was living in or whatever. And I, I went over there one day and was doing laundry. And yeah, uh, I took over the washer of this girl who had gone over there and done the, and it was like, my load finished hers was getting out of the dryer and I opened it up. And sure enough, sitting there on the thing was this pair, this red thong. And it's like that awkward, like, ah, fuck. And I walked I over there. I'm like, it. "Hey, I think your underwear." Were, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." She came over. And she goes, "No, those aren't mine." Mm. And I was like, "All right, random ass fucking thong on this thing. Great, fucking public goddamn lounge mats. No, thank you. Never again. Yeah, never sure again. No, I'm not. I got it in unit. It's amazing. It's yeah. You're so lucky. I'm it's jealous. Yeah. I'm jealous that I saw your place and I was like, you have to get it for the in laundry. 
And it's so funny because there are probably people listening to this podcast or going to listen to this podcast that live in other parts of the world that are like, what are you talking about? I had that when I was 22. 100%. Like, I moved into an apartment when I was 22 and I when had that I, shit. When I, in the antler house, we had a washer and dryer that we, that we had, that they had all bought years ago. And when I left, I bought out the other guy and moved it to my first apartment and then to my second apartment. Yeah. And then when I moved to he, uh, California, I was like, I it's sold so it. It's so necessary, man. It's just like one of life's little luxuries. But you just don't realize, like, until I moved oh, here, sure. no, I, I didn't realize it. Like, we had a washer and dryer in, uh, um, every place until I moved into San Francisco. And then I was kind of fortunate to, when I moved to my first place up in uh, Knob Hill, like, uh, or Tender Knob rather, there was a, a laundromat right underneath my apartment. It was like mm-hmm. a block, like half a block over. And so I could just carry my shit over there. But even that's a pain even in then, the ass. no, that was the the same, yeah, that was the same thing in the old place, the old studio or whatever, where the laundromat was just around the corner. It wasn't far. But I hate that chore the so much. The transportation of it. Like, I remember growing up, th- there was a large chunk of time where we didn't have uh, either a washing machine or a dryer. So me and my brother would have to do my mom's laundry, my dad's laundry, and our laundry. And we would just put these fucking giant hampers on skateboards. Yep. And it was like six blocks away, Ooh. up hills. And we would just fucking get it up there. It was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like every, every I don't like weekend, And then you also have the the... I, I always kept having flashes of Fight Club when Helen Bonham Carter would be like, well, she walks into the laundromat, opens up a dryer, takes clothes out, puts it on, and just walks out. And he's like, what about the rest of your load? She's like, it's not mine. Mm-hmm. Like, people could just jack shit. It's happened. Sure. So I'd always yeah. have to, like, check periodically, let people know, like, for the the elusive person who may or may not be watching me, that I'm, I'm on. I'm, I'm on, on the schedule, That's man. My I might shit. come back at any time. You're not getting this Coke shit. You're not getting this. I look like a Coke endorsement, right, by the way. Love it. Yeah. I, I mean, you can say that, but it's been, I feel like the Coke shirt used to be a staple. This is a new one. Yeah. I know. I'm saying it used to be like two times a week, and then it went away for a long time, and here it is. It's on, it's on its way out. The wife has already started asking about uh, the kind of grunginess in the pits. She's like, uh, we got like maybe see. two more months. Get some oh, yeah, it's yeah, getting it's that gray, that white. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bad. You know it's got to go when um, there's a part in there that's just caked on. It doesn't move. <laughs> you ever get your shirts to that point? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's bad. You got to just throw them out at that I point. Hear you. I hear you. I hear but she was also like, you got to have maybe. Um, she, she's. She, it's gotten to the point now with all my kind of funny shirts that I need to now re get new ones up. I need to sure. Because my bridge shirt's gone. just gone. It's my like Mega 64 shirt, I don't want to see it go. Because I don't even make it anymore. Which one? The one that looks like 80s. Oh, yeah. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. It's. So cracked. It's a dope shirt. And like for a while, it was like, oh, it looks like it's supposed to be cracked. Now it's like, no. Yeah, no it's like really just cracked shit. shit. Yeah, it's now it's ruined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have too many t-shirts as well. I, I have hundreds of t-shirts. I've been, I've and seen I have, there's the A-team, and then you go, there's like, you know, there's the top quarter that's great, and then you get into stuff where it's like, well, this is an XFL shirt that I only wear once in a while, but I but need I it. Right I it. need <laughs> it. To yeah. be fair, mm-hmm. most, most of your comedic beats rely on your, your wardrobe. I know. You're very that's much true. a prop comic. Thank you very, very much. much. Thank you. Comic. I appreciate that. Like me today you walked in with that, the gun. Yeah, that wasn't meant to be anything. It. You just you called me in. It. You made me perform, and guess what? It became a thing. Somehow, the the you went from yep. walking in with the gun to the I unleash the demon. <laughs> he has like such a soft breath, doesn't he? Yeah, it's I like, like so soft. It's like yeah. silk on your neck. You're like, Ooh. Brett, we wish you well on this journey. Thank you. Are you. I'm glad you're feeling pretty good right now. We'll see Thursday how you're feeling. Yep. I'll tweet at all of you. I'm in panic. (laughs) (laughs) This was a huge mistake. I've made a huge mistake. Uh, Before we move on, I want to talk about our sponsor, Blue Apron. If you didn't know, Blue Apron's amazing. How would you know that? Because I talk about Blue Apron quite a bit. Used it for a long, 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 long time when my mom sent it to me. Then, of course, I've been using it recently, thanks to the power of Kind of Funny and talking to you about all the cool things we're making. And then, of course, they put out a cookbook that Cool Greg slacked me because he knows how much I like Blue Apron that I bought that I use all the time. It's great. But... Let's talk about Blue Apron. If you didn't know what it is, they send you 
instructions step by step with pre-portioned ingredients fresh to you you choose the meals you choose the delivery you choose how many things you want how many people are eating it they send it to you and you get to cook delicious meals and figure out how to do it now is the time to get in of course these are chef designed recipes you can cook incredible meals in as few as 20 minutes that's right dinner in less than 20 minutes why wouldn't you want to do it it's why jen and i loved using it for so so long is the fact that it takes the guesswork out of it you pick ahead it's there when you get there you just go you do it you're done right to the video games mm-hmm. right to tickle and porty tickle that i love boy. to tickle my wiener dog dog thank you very much <laughs> So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash greggy. That's blueapron.com slash greggy to get your first three meals free like crispy chicken tenders and mashed potatoes or mm. pasta and creamy tomato sauce. Mm. And I assure you, these meals are good. Yeah. I guarantee it. They look good. I'm looking at a picture of them right now. It looks fantastic. Blueapron.com slash greggy. Your first three meals free. Can I say it? Yeah, sure. Blue Apron. Better way to cook. Why don't you use Blue Apron? You know what I mean? saying you should be using it too yeah gia, yeah i bet gia would like gia would see, love it you too. Get it Here's what gia you, you would get love gia. why don't you cook for gia more is what Jeez. we're getting at Tim why do cook. you take better care of this woman that loves no, you so much that's effort tim is streamlined do you understand that's that? what blue apron's but all that's about that's what he's the got ad is over for. now we are just trying to fix this relationship <laughs> deal. wake understand? up before noon this is he topic. has gia because gia will get blue apron and gia will cook for him tim doesn't care we got kegs again everybody yay thank you Oh, sure. Sorry, sorry. Take it all. Just give him whatever he wants. <laughs> Sir, I'm a 40-year-old man. Give us the beer. Give us give the beer. Me a keg of beer. I like a keg of beer. Teen Wait. Wolf. Teen, we're doing Dude, Teen Wolf impressions. It's on Amazon Prime. Let's watch it together Dude, later Teen tonight. Teen Wolf is so fucking good. Mm. Teen Wolf 2, an abomination. Oh, God. Do not watch Teen Dude, Wolf 2. I'll Jason Bateman's worst it. work ever. My topic! Is Teen Wolf yeah. 2, like... Midlife Crisis Wolf? No, it's, no, uh, it's Jason Bateman. And wolf. then there's like a college musical wrestling. number, but Chubby is there too, and the dad is still Chubby? there. Yeah, you remember Chubby from Team Wolf 1. Never saw Team Wolf 1. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it's based on his cousin. It's his cousin. Jesus. Who it also has wolf-like powers. Yeah. Why not, dude? I forget. Did, I, I think Boof is in it too. I was going to say Boof does make an appearance in Team Wolf 2. Right? great fucking name, Chubby man. and Boof. Yeah, Chubby Boop and Boof. Boof is cute, man. Why, oh, Boof was, Boof was the girl right he winds up with at the end. He, he he leaves the blonde and winds up with Boof, who's like his best friend. She's super cute and really nice. Her, it's a, Boof is a girl. Yeah, Boof is a girl. Oh, Boof's is like, okay. it's his... Uh, like childhood friend. Exactly. Who then turns, yeah, exactly. She was exactly. Cute. But yeah, I think she's in Team Wolf too. What happens is we go to college. It's college, not high school anymore. Fuck you, right? We don't need high school. It's wrestling team, and it's Jason Bateman, and he finds out he's got the wolf. He calls his uncle, but I guess his, only, the wolf. his only living relative was Michael J. Fox's dad. Yeah. I could be remembering this. That's, no, you're wrong. nailing it, nailing it, nailing and it. And he's like, oh. but there's also another overbearing principal that I think is a dickhead, too. Or like a, like the oh, sure. Everybody the hates the werewolves if you're a principal. They always do. But he ends up wrestling and fucking people up. Now, a lot of people say, hey, that might be an unfair advantage, similar mm-hmm. to abusing Spider-Man. steroids. And oh. I guess there's somehow he was still able to wrestle. Here's what I'd like to say. That's discrimination. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, guess what? If you have more testosterone than me, guess what? That's just the way it's got to be. I for sure have more testosterone. I'm just joking. I guarantee you <laughs> no, do, you too. I've do. seen you're you. You're a big boy. You got strength. No. And hairiness. No, I, that's, some of that's true. You're, you're hairier than me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm hairier than you. I got the yeah. fucking... Yeah. Let's watch Teen Wolf tonight. I'm down, man. Cool. Let's just fucking do Teen well, Wolf. I'll tell you know when I put it on tonight. Probably like 9 o'clock. Like right in the middle of you platinuming some game. That's true. I'm trying to platinum donut county, but we might play fucking fire. T- it's all on. Anyways, my topic. Unless you want to do one of the other topics. Let's do your topic. For what my topic is: Do you, the three of you, mm-hmm. always think you'll live in America? Hundred percent. Yeah. Not a chance in hell. Brett, 
Um, and I mean full time. I'm not talking about visiting. Yeah, I mean like yeah. leave the country. You're gonna go most be an likely. Expat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't really thought about it too much. But yeah. Most likely. Mr. Could Taekwondo take you somewhere else? Yeah. I'm Korea, right? <laughs> Where <could>. it's from. <laughs> I mean, I, ideally, you could probably take me anywhere. There's schools everywhere now. But yeah. Yeah, that happens in jiu-jitsu as well. We just had a guest instructor from the Dominican Republic. So it's like, it takes you all over the place. If you're, if you're good at something, you can take you. Uh, I don't see myself ever permanently leaving the States. Right. I do, I, I do wish that I had a portion of my life where I spent some time living in a different country. Like, I would have loved to, like, I, I, uh, I go to London and, you know, my wife lived in London for a while and she lived in Vienna for a while. And that, those, that experience, I think, is very, very important. And I was, as a person who wanted to pursue film, I always thought, how cool would it be if, like, Base Camp was the United States, but you got to go shoot a Bond movie over at Pinewood sure. Studios sure. for, you know, you're prepping it for a year or whatever. You get to live in London with your family. So I always thought there was a certain romanticism to that. Um, but I never, I would never think about, like leaving and and trying to become a citizen of another country yeah and, and, or and or renouncing my citizenship to the states yeah because i just think there are a lot of benefits to being a united states citizen and obviously of course. this is my country and this is where i was born sure um but i think it'd be cool to have like some level of dual citizenshipness yeah because then that just clearly makes you twice as better as everyone else 100 you get to hold over their heads yeah. of course right. that's what you only about. got one citizen <laughs> fucking yeah. underachiever you understand dork. i can go wherever i want in these two countries <laughs> like, <"Zero laughs> yeah, I want yeah, exactly in these two <laughs> do you ever have a friend that like double majored and you're like you fucking show off yeah exactly Show yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I majored in physics and doctor stuff. Yeah, Kevin. So Kevin did? I don't know. I just know if he's paying attention. I mean, he's finished. No, <laughs> you know he he quit to go work at IGM. It was math and biology. Math and biology. That's what it was. Okay. okay. Sorry. Yeah, I, I'm in a weird spot. You know, of course, falling in love with one Jean-Pierre Saint-Ange in the way that I would have been before meeting her and falling in love. That yeah, I would never leave the United States. You know what I mean? Like, are you kidding me? Of course, I've always been very proud to be American and love this country and all that stuff. But obviously, falling in love with Jen, telling Tim the day before my first date with Jen that I was going to marry Jen. Like it was, it was very much a thing of like, well, how is the quickest way to us being together? Like we're going to mm. be together. So how do you make that happen? How do you make it work? You know what I mean? And so it was okay. Well, obviously we have this business. We're doing that. It makes sense for her to come here. Obviously video games are a huge part uh, in America right now. And like our industry is very, I would say North American centric, if not us centric. Right. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Quebec is doing all sorts of fucking crazy things. They're giving away so much money. Of course. Yes. I'm talking about the continent, but yeah, yeah. Japan, obviously. And Europe is doing a whole bunch of amazing things too. But bringing her into my life has been interesting in the way that I was very much like, of course you're going to come here and love America Mm. and you'll love America. Like we all love America. And it's not that Jen doesn't love America, but she loves Canada. Like I love America in terms of being raised there. Mm. And this is now me talking and not her and not you and not most of us. Personally, America is fucking down right now. I don't think we're in a great spot. You know what I mean? And to bring her in at that point, mm. this my my wife signed up to move to my country yeah. at what I can. And this is me personally. I'm not trying to put anybody down. What I consider our the lowest point in our country that I've been alive for is fucked up. And then to have her lens for it. We are recording this the Tuesday after the sh- Madden shooting on Sunday in Jacksonville, Florida. Right. Mm. And for when she first came here, and the first mass shooting happened and the conversation with her that like, well, this is just crazy. Like this never happens in Canada. And of course, that's an exaggeration. There are shootings in Canada. I'm not trying to say that, but not like they are here. And then the second time it happened and then the third time it happened and then the continuation of it continuing to happen and the fact that 
their children there don't go to school and are afraid to be shot. And there's, they don't get run through drills of what a schedule E is, which is what I had in high school, which to me, this is what I'm talking about in the fact that this whole thing is not me demonizing, doing anything, just the bucket of cold water. It's been in my face to have someone, the person I'm closest to in my life that I sit there and since Columbine have understood, have understood schedule E, Okay, oh, we're doing a drill today. Everybody get away from the windows, back up against the wall. We're going to lock the doors. This is how you play. Like, you're not there. That, so, jeez. Uh, eighth grade, maybe that was. You know what I mean? Nine, it was in the early 90s. Mm. 94, maybe it was seventh or eighth, it was sixth. Doesn't matter for what I'm saying. But I'm saying that that's been my entire, you know, coming of age thing where, guess what? That's normal. That's just how you do it, and that's what happens, and that's how it's going to be. Isn't that just because of where you're from, though? Because I feel like... It's did you not do schedule Did you no, not do school never. shooting drills? No, we, we did didn't earthquake. do that. Drills. Sure. I feel like that, that's my thing. We like, did tornado drills. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like th- those type of things are really dependent on, on your area and specifically what you do. We never did that, and it's not like those things weren't happening when I was going to school. Interesting. You know, if not hmm. more. No, actually, that's an but, awesome take on it. Yeah, that, but uh, so that that's interesting because, yeah, I thought that would be happening everywhere. Maybe, and I guess that is the problem of... How do you deal with this? There is no, like, you know what I mean? This is a conversation we had on Games Daily about the Jacksonville shooting, right? Of like, yes, I, I know of people who I've talked to just like, man, it was weird. That, and this is your first knee jerk reaction in the moment of like, weird they shot up a Madden thing, right? Well, it's like, no, it's weird they shot up a school. It's weird they shot up a hospital. It's weird they shot up a church. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this doesn't happen because of A doesn't lead to B. Well, I think it'd be a problem with the, the Madden thing of like, oh, it's weird. It's Madden's because, and this is fucked up, but so many people just immediately think like, oh, it would make sense, quote unquote, sure. for Call of Duty. It's like why that that's that doesn't make any sense. You yeah, know what I mean, and like that's just the whole narrative of video games are evil and make you want to shoot things. Where it's like, yeah, you know, Madden it, it has nothing to do with it being Madden. It has to do with people have deep issues that need to be figured out, and this is the way that they chose to take them out for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. My thing is, is, is I mean, yes, the country. I'll agree. We have, we're having some issues right now, right? We have probably the most polarizing president we've ever had. In the history of our country, I think he's he's pretty much up there and at least at least top three of like this guy's setting a new bar. Uh, but the thing I always kind of come back to is there's every country has its problems. We have our fair share and I don't see leaving it as being an option over helping to make a positive change in it. Does that make sense? 100 like, percent. Because that's like what are, I wrestle with. If I can yeah, take the stage for one sure. second. That's what I wrestle with is the fact that I love America. America's yeah. great. I want to make it better. I want to get it on track. I want to solve these problems, but it's what I said on games daily on the Monday afterwards. They're just like the problem of mass shootings is so far above and beyond what I know and how I don't know how to wrestle with that. And yeah. I don't know what the right move is. And I personally believe, yes, there should be more checks for guns and this and mental health and all like there's a litany of things and I, but then you talk to somebody and they want to ban all kinds and it's like, well, that's not, I don't and you're left with a, it's, there's a problem so big right now that I don't know what the first step to working on that is. And like Andrew today on kind of funny games daily was talking about, you know, well, like it's your politicians and it's your voting and it's this. And it's like, I so don't believe in the political system as it stands that I don't even know if that would help or fix it. And, or how do you get to that? You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I literally am lost at sea on what to do to make this better. So I'm constantly mm-hmm. vacillating between the fact of, no, I want to stay and I'm an American and I want to fight and I want to make it better and I want to do this. And then the woman next to me being like, 
holy shit, I just got charged how much to go to the doctor? Ugh, mm. yeah, that doesn't worst. happen where I am. See, that's my, not how this works. I There's another school shoot. There's another mass shooting. That doesn't happen are, where are I'm from. Are people going to school? Are people scared to go to school for shooting? Like, I feel like that. there's a disconnect there where there's a exaggeration and hyperbole of the the fear of it. Where it's definitely, from my opinion, from seeing and knowing a lot of people from around the country, yeah, it's more of a until it happens to you or happens to someone you know or happens yeah. around that, it's not a an, an issue. It's not like a th- something you even think about until these mass shootings happen. Well, then, see, here's the thing. The I'm with. I think as a student, you're 100 percent right. Mm-hmm. I remember doing Schedule E drills and being like, "This is never gonna happen. Here. What yep. the fuck are we gonna blah blah blah." I think it's the parents' problem, and that's what I'm seeing. Is our generation has come of, or my generation, Nick and I's generation has come of age and started having kids. Th- last year was the weird one of parents putting on Twitter. F- I don't use Facebook. But I assume Facebook. Uh, the photos of their kids. Hey, this is what happens if you hear gunshots. And hey, the kid, the stories like you know how I do. Like Jen says this, and I said that. Of like the kid coming home and talking about the drill they ran today, and why would people shoot up our school and stuff like that. Of like. Oh, fuck. Right. Yeah. With me and Jen wanting to have children with me suddenly thinking about what it's going to be like to be a father and see like through a lens of like what it's like to try to protect your child. That's where it gets weird of like, man, of like sending them off to a school where they are. I don't think and I can't speak for every child, but I don't think most children are going to school worried about getting shot. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it's the same way. I don't worry when I cross the street about getting run over. I don't worry about it's, being on an airplane and crashing. D- definitely. And I, I think that has a lot to do with it where, you know, kids don't know any better. The kids know what they're told and know what they're taught. Um, so because of that, I expected earthquakes to happen every other week because I was taught to be afraid of them. I was taught to like learn how to protect myself against them, right? Yeah. And I feel like it is this thing of like when you teach the kids, like, oh, uh, this is what happens when a shooter comes, you're kind of preparing for a shooter to come, right? And it's like I, I've seen like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like back, uh, there was a lot of kidnappings in the, the 90s, right? Like Amber Alert and all that oh, stuff. Oh, sure, yeah. So it's like kidnapping was a real fear for me. And like my mom freaked the fuck out about that stuff. And I wonder if that is still a common. Uh, I'm sure it's still a concern. I, I'm sure yeah. it is. But it's just like. It's easier to. I think it's, there's a lot more resources now for, for kidnapping victims, though, because you have. I mean, I forget. I, I, forget, I might be making this up or I might have heard this wrong, but I think like. There, people are easier to find now because of social media, because of the rapidity of with which social media well, has. Kevin's got something to say. I, I think it's because when we grew up, they they implemented the Amber Alert. Well, yeah, the Amber yeah, Alert was, was because of that. Yeah, but right. I'm saying, well, no. What I'm saying is, they invented a system that now everyone would be notified when a child went missing. Yeah, which for us brought that more into the news. Suddenly, we were seeing on the news, "Hey, this person's missing," and it was a topic of conversation. And because so many people were aware, hey, this car with this license plate is being looked for, people called in and reported, oh, hey, I'm seeing this car. So I think that for me and Tim, uh, kidnappings seem more relevant because they were in the news. But I mean, that's the thing is like, you you know, you're talking about kids being trained for or whatever. I mean, that's why it works. Right, that's why even at the airports they still say if you see something, say something, which of course leads to fucking some people being shitty people and profiling, but also does lead to that guy's acting stupid. You know what I mean? And it's going to be the same thing now at video game tournaments of like, all right, just keep an eye on people. You know what I mean in terms of what they're doing and how they're coming in and doing it. That's it's not bad. It's sad. If that makes sense. Yeah, everyone should be hyper aware of what everybody else is doing because we're all trying to just fucking live our lives and not die. But it sucks that you have to think that. But it's also the same thing of like, 
Nobody worried about razor blades and fucking apples until some kid one time. One person. Yep. Like, I, I've read things about that of, like, that was, like, one crazy-ass thing. Mm-hmm. Kevin Koala from KindOfFunny.com. I just wanted to say, I don't think that my little brother is scared of being kidnapped. Or he doesn't think that, like, He's, if I think, hey, well, I, I mean, I didn't. Th- I don't think growing up he was, like, aware that kidnappings were a thing. Really? Yeah. I, I just think I that, feel like stranger well, danger, danger, don't it, talk to strangers, don't, don't get in a car. We didn't we don't get, get that. that. Yeah. Like, we, they, we got yeah. that. We, got we that didn't get that. Yeah. You don't oh, think he got that? No. I'm, I'm sh- I didn't get stranger danger. That was something that like. The, it just <laughs> I used to get a lot of uh, forest fire warnings. As oh well. sure, fucking smoke. 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 Yeah, smoke. Yeah, smoke. Yeah, smoke. Yeah. We have more problems right now, you goddamn talking bear. Gia yeah. was dead. Like, like this is not a joke. She was deadly afraid of being kidnapped. Like she, well, she's a very small person. She expected Easy to pick up. she was going to get kidnapped. Yeah. Easy to pick like, up. Like that's yeah, the yeah, level yeah. of for our generation in the San Francisco area where it's like that's that and earthquakes. I just think that like. Things uh, like things went to an extreme when there was a system implemented when it was new. Now the Amber Alert is still a thing. Yeah. It still helps find kids, but it's normalized. People sure. aren't freaking out about it when they see it on the news. It's mm. just something that happens. Sure. So my little brother didn't like that wasn't controversial for him. So I think for him he was just like, oh, there's a system in place. Joey and Noel I, has arisen. From the George ashes the of her desk. <laughs> I don't know why I say that. Get on that shock mic. Move that PlayStation name controller. Hashtag game provided by PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Pull it off the thing, too. I hate it when you do this thing where you're like leaning talking. Just hold it. I chill. know. Because then I couldn't like see anything yeah, yeah. yesterday. Um, I feel like the kidnapping thing was like nailed into me as a kid of like my mom me always too. being like you couldn't. Like I couldn't even like go play outside without her knowing and all that kind of stuff. And she always says that it came back from um, Polly Class and Petaluma around mm. here. I got kidnapped like right before I was born, and there was like two other kids too. Um, the scary shit, man. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I don't. Again, it's not bad. It's sad that you have totally. to be told this, but it's also you need the survival instincts to you know. I mean, understand yeah. it, but you it's just the your, fact of like you need to know your environment. Uh, Alana Pierce, uh, in response to the the Madden thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm totally paraphrasing this, but said something to the extent of like, I'm from uh, Australia. It's crazy how much Americans talk about how scary our animals are and bugs and, and bugs spiders and, and, shit, yeah. and stuff when we have, you know, this shit going on over have here. Have you seen the fucking spiders and it, It's in like, Australia? I totally, totally agree with the sentiment of what she's saying there. I'm like, like, in my opinion, ban guns, they don't fucking make sense and whatever. But for what she's saying, it's like, yeah, but in Australia, there are those things and they, they cause a bunch of deaths all the time and kids need to be trained to not fucking play with spiders. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like there's like a, depending on the area but, you're in. Yeah, but I mean, I, I rolled as hard as I could, right? Because that's such a different thing of like a natural predator, a natural bug being in the versus the gun coming into your school. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I think, totally. I think to this point is like there are some universal truths of like bad things can't happen no matter where you're at. Sure, right? of like course. And that's the, and I kidnapping know. is not an epidemic thing caused by a social or a political uh, uh it's not a political issue necessarily in that, you know, there's no law that's been passed that allows kidnappers to have like faster vans. Yeah. yeah. Like gun control. <laughs> gun control. <laughs> I'm thinking about kidnapping because somebody can I get that uh, faster van? Let me tell you what they're going It's against I the law, have but record, here's the but van. Let me get that van that, with the cool suicide door to the side that I can just grab real fast. Um, no, the gun control issue I think is, is it's, it's a really <laughs> complex issue. Um, and I don't, it's not one that I think about often because I don't plan to have kids, honestly. Um, but the healthcare issue is something I do think about a lot and it is something that I think is really, really, um, kind of indicative of where we are at as a country. It's very, 
it's very sad that we don't have some form of universal health care. It's very sad that people can go broke because they get sick. Mm-hmm. That's the weird. The GoFundMe's that go up for everybody yeah, who just I, got sick or got a car accident. I don't know how to rectify that, and I'm I'm a pretty and I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I don't pretty know conservative when it comes to um to to a lot of uh you know fiscal issues. Very very liberal when it comes to a lot of social issues. But the idea, like I don't love the idea of being like, oh, tax me twenty percent more so we can pay for universal health care. But I would actually. The older I get and the more I see my friends having kids and people getting ill and I'm now I'm starting to see some of my mom's friends, my parents' friends die, things like that. And the, you know, uh, if a friend, uh, a friend of mine passed away, used to go fund me, uh, you know, like John Schnett passed away. They had to go yeah. fund me to pay yeah. for his bills. And I'm like, this doesn't fucking make any sense that he, they couldn't even save his life, but they still have to pay hmm. the thousands of dollars it took to, to not save his life. Like there's a disparity there. That's yeah. not, that doesn't work for me. And so when I do look at Canada and think like, Oh, it would be nice to not just not like people should have to not have to worry about getting sick. That should be a universal just truth across the board. Right. Whether or not you want to go to college, whether or not you want to do, you know, a trade school or whether or not you need financial aid for other stuff, that's all open to debate for me. But or like universal income, things like that, that are that people are talking about now. I'm like, ah, I can see the virtues and the and the drawbacks of that stuff. But the fact of the matter is, like, I just don't, I can't rectify the fact that as a society we have failed each other so hard, like so badly that you can't. Like, I read an article the other day of a guy that had a heart attack. I think it was in Texas. He was a swim coach, had a heart attack, got a bill for a hundred nine thousand dollars from the hospital because they took him to a place that was out of network. Out of network, yeah. That is ridiculous. Now, yeah. a lot of people are saying he, they overbilled and yada yada. It's caused this bigger uh, conversation to happen around how hospitals bill and things like that. But it's absurd that because you almost died, you now also have to go broke. That's stupid. That is a fundamental failure, in my opinion, of a society. Yeah. Yeah. As far as gun control, my thing is, I, yeah, I do think that there should be harsher restrictions on guns. I don't think they're ever going to go away. I just think that's just the reality. I find of it interesting States. that you said, you know, you don't think about it much because you're not having kids or whatever, yeah. right? Do you not think about getting shot at when you go to RTX, when you go to PAX? And no. I don't mean like that's a real threat. I don't think about it either. PAX West is this weekend. My for when I walk in the show floor, I'm not thinking I might get shot right now. Mm. But I have had those situations, mainly PAX East. Where when they introduce the metal detectors and mm-hmm. they snake you back in that line, I have looked around and been like, a lot of humans here right now. And mm-hmm. I know I've definitely had, I have friends in the video game industry who I haven't been to Gamescom since the last Leipzig, which was like 20, uh, 2008, but who have done the same thing of like, man, huge mass of people before we even get in the doors, mm-hmm. where if you wanted to walk up with an, uh, we all saw swordfish. You want to walk up with an IED and a bunch of ball bearings. You're going to fuck up a lot of people. Oh yeah. And it's that fucking thing of like, Bad things can happen anywhere. Yeah. Bad things seem to happen here a lot lately. You know what I mean? And I'm not at all. I know the London bombings. I know the, the, the Middle East. I know. I'm not sure. saying like America's the only people fucking people are dying at a lot. It's just that thing of it's crazy now to have someone here talk, who looks at me and goes, don't you? And I'm, this is not me at all demonizing my wife. But, but I mean, you look at me like, don't you understand? This is crazy. Yeah. Like, I've never had to deal with that and be that thing of like. Huh, I've always had to deal with this mm-hmm. and I've never thought any way about it. I remember fucking in Missouri when I went to it was me and my ex. We went to her friend's house who had married the, who had married this lovely man who was an Iraq vet. And we had had a bunch of beers and we were sitting there talking, me, the whole group. And he was just like, oh, he's like, I have so many guns. And I was like, can I see them? And he's like, yeah. And we went in there and he had the fucking gun from Metal Gear. 
with like the Metal Gear Solid, the, you know, my favorite game or whatever. And uh, uh, why can't I think of the name? SOCOM? SOCOM. Yeah. He had the SOCOM and he had the attachment. And I was like, holy shit, it's the Metal Gear gun. And I did this, did this. And I turned and looked at Max and she was just bawling. I was just like, it's fucked up to see you this excited holding this gun that you really shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> Laser scope, all this shit. And it was like, oh yeah. And gave it back where it went into his gun chest of a million other guns. And I'm not demonizing guns. I'm not saying, it's just that thing of like, I was like, oh fuck. And I'm wasted holding this gun. Whatever. You know what I mean? Back to that. And it was just like. barrel like, are there bullets in this gun? <laughs> it's like a Wile E. Coyote cartoon. Yeah. And that's my thing too is obviously I fired guns. And Me too. I, I enjoy the sport of firing guns. I don't think that they're the end all be all the most evil thing that man's ever made. But I do think they're misused. And I think that they're uh, not regulated nearly enough. And uh, you know. It's one of those things where I, I am torn on it, too, because I have enjoyed interacting with guns in my past. The amount of... T- I mean, when we went back home... I think home it's fun to go shooting. ...to Missouri, uh, not this past 4th of July, but the 4th of July before that, Jen, I took Jen back to Missouri. We went out into the country. One of our friends was... you know, We went to a family home that I consider my second family, and one of the guys there had a handgun, and he was explaining, like, he is born and bred Missouri. He is from the middle of America. He has his conceal and carry license. He has it locked up. He has kids. This is where he puts the book. He was like, I am from the middle of the middle. And I think that we don't do enough. I've done all of this for my stuff, but there's nothing saying that this other person can't go in and get the, you know what I mean? Like it's that thing where I, I'm, I don't, I don't like the argument that overall guns out the window, repeal the second amendment. We're fucking taking everything down. Why not? I think that's a bridge too far. I do think that it's a right that you are. Why not be allowed to defend your home? Why not be allowed to do it? Why defend? Why need to defend it with a gun? Because there's bad people. But use a bat. What if they have the gun? Then you're fucked. I mean, if they have a gun and you have a gun, they probably know how to use it better than you do. Mm, I I would disagree. Mm. I think if you have the gun and you've had the gun, because tr- here, just stick with me. As I'm, and you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. I don't think there's a wrong answer here because yeah. this problem is so I do think fucking there, I, complicated. Personally, I do think you think guns all out the window. I, I think that there's unless there's a dedicated reason for you to be using a gun, yeah, and you are trained and legalized to do that. I don't. Under, I've never heard get, an argument that makes sense. And, and I feel like the like to be able to defend your house thing. I think there's so many other ways that you can defend your house. I don't think you're wrong either. Don't get me wrong. I, and this is, again, where, again, to have a person with me, I keep pointing at you as if you're Jen. Hey. You're, you're not Brett. <laughs> but to point at somebody who's like, no, that's crazy. I understand that. I, I, I For the people like yourself uh, who are just like, no, why have guns at all? I don't have a great answer as we go down to do it. I guess for me, it's what I was talking about with Angie today, is that she was similar about it. Just like, why gun, guns, why value guns over lives, right? I don't know if, again, it's the political system that's fucked me up. If it's being here so long, that's fucked me up. But I think when we to say we need to get rid of guns, we will never win that argument. We will never get that side. We are alienated everybody. We have to compromise. And it's something I mean, I feel like a broken goddamn record because we were talking about this with Kevin and Colin and everybody else before the elections of Trump, right? Of like, we've lost the middle ground now. All it is is polarizing opposites. But it always was. I feel like that's the problem. I feel like we used to be able to come the, together more. I was a kid, though. The problem with the arguing for the middle thing, which yeah. is like, yeah, duh, that's the ideal. That's right. It's like everybody should be able to like have com- like conversations and compromise and whatever. But it's like, but that isn't the reality. Every single person has their own things that they're looking for and what they're trying to do and accomplish and their beliefs. And I just feel like you need to stand for something and you need to really like 
not waver on what you believe in when it comes to those things. And that is the conversation. I mm, feel like that, mm, that is mm. when you think about what America is, it's voting. And it's like, guess what? Trump's in, in the office because he won, because people voted for him. And it's like we need more people to, if they believe otherwise, believe otherwise and believe otherwise as hard as they possibly can. Because it's not about just like watering everything down and kind of being like, well, you know, guns. I, I can I can see where you're coming from. It's like, well, what do you think about guns? Do, if you really don't think they should, uh, anyone should have them, stand by that. Don't be like, well, I guess there's this case and this case, unless you believe in those cases. Because it's like, w when it comes to guns for me, where it's like the, the two arguments I hear that I'm like, okay, I can see where you're coming from is the defending your house or, oh, I just use it for sport. I just use it for guns sure. or for hunting. And it's like, it th there's people that are hunting, like they're hunters, people that are getting food. Mm -hmm. I understand them using guns. That They're not using sense. an AR or whatever the fuck. And <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah. it's just like for when if you, they are the shitty hunters. I don't know. In in my opinion, it's just like like find a different hobby. Like there's just certain things that we need as a people need to grow beyond, or mm. else we're gonna face mm. a lot of these issues forever and ever. And if you disagree with me, that's totally fine. We don't agree. I'm okay with that. Yeah. See, I mean, I think of it more from the side effect of like if we don't if we don't help curb this just a little bit now, like what's that gonna mean down the down the road for when you go to the mall? Or when you go to the movie theater or when you go to any public arena or when you go to any place that requires that that more than 10 people can congregate in do you have to go through a security check are you gonna have to wait in line is that the is that the police state that we're going to live in in 10 or 20 years from now and that's that's the my only argument for like stiffer gun control of like having it making it really like way harder to get a gun or making have, people have to go through uh you know something harder than it is to get a, a driver's license to get a gun which i firmly think you should not because I don't think people should have guns, but I think responsible people uh, who will show uh, <laughs> as we get as we get our kegs in, I'll have this <laughs> conversation. Um, yeah, I don't I don't necessarily We're think we should, we should ban them all. I just think that it should be you know it should be Thank a very you. very difficult thing to get. I think it's a thing like, that with great with great you know power comes great responsibility, absolutely. and I just feel like it's very very easy to get uh, get one right now. Granted, I'm speaking from a place of ignorance. I. I've only seen one person in my entire life buy guns, and I think it was my mother when she bought a shotgun, and she had to wait two weeks, and then went and picked it up. And that's the problem too; is like it's state to state, right? That this yeah. is, and, the, and guess what? I'm ignorant on this issue, right? I don't even fucking know all the ins and outs of it. But I mean, it's state to state in terms of how, what the gun laws and all this different stuff. But it is the fact of to get a driver's license, you got to take driver's ed, and you got to do this. In some school, and don't get me wrong, some states do this already, where it's like you have to take a mandatory gun right. thing. Yeah. The uh, uh, I was reading the CNN article about the Jacksonville shooter, right? And he had done that to get it's not mm, like it's hard, yeah. it's, but it was that thing where his m mental uh, the people are saying illness, uh, the stuff he had done. And I, I'm not like downplaying whatever it is. I've read one article and I'm not like, yeah. you know, memorized on it. The psychiatrist he had seen was all all the stuff they talked about were through the divorce records of his parents. Right. Which meant that it, he had never been institutionalized, which is the one thing that red flags you from doing. It's like. Mm. The system is broken, and I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just feel like I. I think there's a problem with, and I know that I'm fighting this like extra hard, but no, when you're it, when not. It, when you're... it comes down to it, like there's uh, all the arguments that I've heard. There are three separate times I've been talking to people that I know that have had guns stolen from them. Yeah. That did it all right, did it all correctly, yeah. and their guns were stolen from them. Yeah. Now, now people that did not go to the test have these things, and I, there's an argument always made about like, oh, but well, you can kill people with cars. You can drive a car into a group of people. When I was 16 years old, uh, 10 blocks from my house in a great neighborhood, a fucking guy stole a car and like a truck and drove it into a building, uh, and it killed like 19 people. Like, it was fucking crazy. And yeah, one of my friends got hit by the car and broke his leg, and 
that that shit happens. But guess what? Cars have other uses. <laughs> like that guy had problems mm-hmm. and things. Guns' mm-hmm. sole use is to kill things. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's not like an alternate. Yeah. Party for trick. It. The use of a car is to drive, not to kill. Right. The That's use of a knife is and, to. And like, also, you know, but you know, an argument against what I just said as well of like, oh, we, people should have to go get cars. Like a lot of people are stupid to drive cars as well. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like that's the thing. Like, yeah. it, it's tough. Again, I, I don't really, this is not necessarily an argument that I would make either for either side. Like, again, I, I'm very kind of neutral on this. If you were to tell me tomorrow that the Second Amendment was repealed and all guns have to go away, I'd be like, okay. Like, it wouldn't really affect my day that much. I don't really, I don't go around. I have lived 38 years of my existence on this planet without ever owning a gun. Yeah, without having and a gun, I, right? It hasn't changed And that's the thing where you're like, well, like, what's the safe. argument for having guns and keeping them legal, right? Like, for me, and like, and this is just such a weird thing of, it, I, I don't have a gun. I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. I don't even like shooting guns. Like, mm-hmm. right when we had Kevin's bash party, I was like, I'm, I'm, I don't need to do this. I've done it before. It, it is just the thing of. I just I don't know. I, it's it's just the thing of it's been around forever, which is a terrible argument. Mm-hmm. And I do believe in your freedom of doing different things. And it's the same what we were talking about earlier. Prostitution should be legal, right? Yeah, and like definitely. drug use that doesn't really fuck things up, like marijuana and shit. Of course, should be but legal. But doesn't the doesn't fuck things up is the key part there. Guns Great fuck point. things Great up. Point. And like that's. There, well, there is a clear line. Yeah, somewhere. it's it's hard. It's hard, somewhere. right? Because there, there it's a gray area too. Like when it comes to if you're op- if you're broadening it out to like drug like drugs, right? Like. Uh, I don't know the schedule level of drugs. I'll leave that. I was going to say schedule one, schedule C. I don't know what the fuck. Uh, cocaine, heroin, the harder drugs, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, oh, those should be legal. Why not? If alcohol is legal, if cigarettes are legal, if weed's now legal, why shouldn't you make those other ones legal? And there's an argument to be made for both sides of it, right? If people like you're talking about, um, you're, you know, you're talking about guns only having one use. I would argue alcohol only has one use, too, right? It's a poison you put in your body. It, it has it serves absolutely zero health benefit to put alcohol in your bloodstream. Zero. I don't care what you read. I don't care all the articles you talk about where you're like, oh, wine's great. A, a glass. No, it's it's you know, what's better for you. Water. If you put that in your body, that'd be better. So why is one legal over the other? That's the hypocrisy of the society we live in. Right. For why are cigarettes drugs? just for drugs or comparing drugs to guns? Uh, just across the board of like we just have these arbitrary rules of what is and is not acceptable. And, and these things have just come largely from what I have to imagine is just uh, corporations and special interest groups. Why yeah. are cigarettes legal still? That is a great question. That is the question I always ask. I see people. I'm like, these, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, these things kill people. There is no benefit to this whatsoever, except for looking cool. I'll stand by that. You do look cool and you smoke. But it's just completely absurd that that is still something that is legal and, and acceptable. In, in, in 2018, that we look at people who smoke cigarettes and go, cool, man, that's great. I'm glad that product's on the market for you to choose whether or not you want to use it. Like, no. Like, imagine if they just sold arsenic and people were just like, I'm going to just drink, ar- ah, and then you die. At some point, we'd be like, yeah. maybe we should stop selling that product. Like, maybe the FDA should probably but, ban that. I mean, you they, know? Sell, they sell stuff that if you drink, it would kill you. But it's not in its intended purpose, and people don't use it for that. Like, but if sm- you drank a bottle of Drano, you would die. Right, you drink a bottle of alcohol, you can die too. I mean... You drink a whole bottle of Jack Downs, you can die from that. Yeah. I, pretty easily. But, like, that's, again, not its intended purpose. I, I, What's the intended purpose of cigarettes? Enjoying them. I mean, like, that, that's, that's it. Like, it's just like alcohol. I, again, I totally get it. I'm a person I, who's I, used I cigarettes think, a lot in the past. I do think we're in, in like, guns are... Like, similar to segregation where it's a slow process, I think guns is taking even longer. And unfortunately, a lot of people that would, like, have been alive are going to have to die for, like... Do you think we're going to get rid of guns one day? Eventually, yeah. I think, but, like, the the connection... Do you think in our lifetime? 
I think that's where the frustration comes lifetime. in is because you say and it's not, a slow not process. Not get rid of him completely, but automatic weapons. I see oh, that. that I mean, away. that's like the fucking yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Really? Can we not? We can't do you do even that. That's the thing where I'm like the that. And I know rifles. that you think it's I don't mean you like but it's like for you. It's binary. Yes or no. Right. Where for me, I feel like a handgun. OK, I feel like you should be able to do that. And a hunting rifle. OK, you should be able to, the fucking AR silence thing. You're shooting a country yeah. music concert. at. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on? Well, that's Why do you need this fucking thing? And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I understand the, you know, the placement of the Second Amendment is to defend yourself in case the government kind of goes rogue. Right. That's what it's always been like. If the government goes rogue right you're now, fucked, you're not taking dude. down an M16 with your fucking AR. That, like, like, it's, it's no, you're not taking out an empty fucking. It argument. goes back to why I don't like Man of Steel. Zod was trained wow. from being a baby to be a soldier you i don't care oh, if i have a gun he is the same gun way. he's gonna kill me yeah and also i yeah i don't i don't know that you know it, it, it's hard because you start you looking at you, you look at trump and you look at the fact that he is basically just throwing out the rule book right and just been like i'm gonna do whatever i want to do and it gives credence to that argument where you're like oh the government can and will break the law whenever they want right like we've already seen two people who have been uh, indicted on charges with with this federal investigation, and you think to yourself, is Trump ever? Trump's probably never going to get indicted, and he's not going to get uh, impeached, and he might get re he might get reelected that, in twenty twenty. Like, you don't you don't know that. I like, don't know that, but I'm saying well that's a possibility, right? Like, it's a possibility. Looking, yeah. Like I watched. But at the same time, he's not throwing out the rule book. He fired uh, several people, but like one of them that he shouldn't, and now he looks like an idiot. He wants to fire another one, but he can't. Because then it will make him look really bad. You're talking about the head of the FBI. Yeah. 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 But I would okay. So he doesn't do what we expect a president to do. Is my definition of throwing out a rule book. Whether or not and you can run the country every one if you if you're high enough to ascend to that office. What I'm saying is Trump scares people. Yeah. Trump says, "Oh, this guy can this guy can just go and tweet whatever the fuck he want and literally like assault people on Twitter and and be shitty and like." not give people his tax returns and not play by like do anything that's required of him to do scares well, some that, people that's emboldens others scary right okay well that means the government could do whatever they want maybe I sure. should have a gun to defend myself but you're right that argument is it's pretty silly especially when you know what our, our military is capable of and especially when you still when you take into consideration the fact that you know uh, the, the NSA is still pretty much listening to and recording every single thing we do like you talked about your phone you know, listening to you and giving you ads, that's fucking terrifying. Mm. And the government is still doing that. And nobody gives a shit because the conversation has shifted over to people gun control. I think nobody I think, gives a shit. Everyone has short, people give a shit the week something happens. And yeah, then exactly. we have short term memory. But we don't the, fucking care anymore. But that using the everyone, those are the people that don't matter. The people that like, there are so many people out there that really do care and are looking into it and are tra- having conversations about it. But that's where the frustration comes not. in with gun control, right? It's like you, Kevin talks about it's going to be a slow long-term process process uh, requires progress i don't think that people are seeing any progress i think that it's a stalemate conversation every time we come back to it and I that's see, where the frustration i, just, comes I don't in. think that's true at all i think that there has what been progress, progress has, has been made have we banned think, any guns have we made that, it harder for people to get I guns i think that the, there's more and more people having educated conversations about it from both sides that is going to lead to that sooner than later we might not be seeing the progress in terms of like uh, there was guns now there's not but i do feel i honestly feel that this whole trump situation is only going to make america better I really feel like that's giving more people an excuse to have conversations to realize they need to give a fuck and they need to care. I, I agree with you. In the same way that when September 11th happened, it, it made people grow up so much faster. It made people have to understand yeah. that there's 
situations out there that like politics matter. We need to have these conversations and people need to pay attention and read things. And I think that for all the reasons social media sucks, it's also the best thing ever where now you get to see different perspectives in a way that before you would be stuck in a bubble. No one's stuck in a bubble. See, Not a single person. I now. agree with you 90%, but then I also think there's a 10% of people just pop up, want to scream, and then they go away and they don't really think about this stuff, right? Like I'm not seeing people still march. Like you see every once in a while, you know, the kids march from the last one uh, into, into Washington. And that was a very amazing statement. But we're not seeing that right yeah. now, right? That, that, that's the thing is, you're not because the, the people that pop up are the ones that you're looking at. It's still happening. No, I mean, I watch there the news marches, every night and I see most predominantly they weekend. just talk about Every Trump. single weekend, people are marching places doing that stuff. And it's like, especially with those kids, those kids didn't stop. It just stopped being reported on and stopped being talked about from the right. mainstream level. But it's like, they're still doing it. Their voices are still being heard. I just feel like it's not. I, don't, I, 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 I agree with you and I hope it's doing chip damage. I really do. But I just don't see like... Grand sweeping progress needs to happen faster, and that's our the lives issue. are only going to get better in America. Well, again, I would also argue, by the way, that it's we're we do live in a great country, and that life is yeah. it's better to live in America right now than it ever has been. I would say that. I would say, as far as the opportunities that that are out there, I would say, as far as uh, the technological advancements that our country is making, I still stand by the fact that, like you were talking about, like it's never been this bad. Um, I you don't remember the eighties. You don't remember the Cold War where we thought we were going to get fucking nuked. Like that was fear mongering to its worst. Like when it was us versus Russia and the wall came down and we fucking won. Like before that, it was intense. Mm-hmm. But I remember, I mean, I was like four. I was going to say that. I said in my life. I, I didn't you know, mean like, like I know we Americans don't had hard remember times. the time when uh, Richard Nixon got impeached because he straight he had a group of people called the plumbers. And the sole purpose of the plumbers was to break into shit and like steal shit and do there's a fucking president right yeah there was actually like proof that richard nixon called up north korea and was like hey back away from the peace talks until i get elected then i'll hook you up like that shit happened that's fucked up yeah so like i don't also buy the fact that trump is like the worst thing on the planet let me finish this thought because all presidents have been pretty fucking bad back like nixon was fucking pretty terrible obama wore that that tan suit kevin i was gonna say like nixon didn't get caught or didn't get impeached until he got caught you know like it wasn't until those plumbers were caught at waterfield get all this shit like how long was that going on uh sadly the sad the sad state of affairs is he didn't even need to have him break into that he would have won that election no matter what he had to break into the dnc headquarters of watergate and he he fucked up but he won 100 percent Dude, he, you know, he didn't want ninety wow. percent. He was very he paranoid. He was very paranoid because he had a lot of skeletons in his closet that, that he had to keep. I'm basing all of this knowledge, by the way, off the Ken Burns documentary of Vietnam, which is fucking amazing and like 17 hours long. Uh, so if I got a lot of that wrong, please correct me. Blame, no, just below. blame Ken Burns. Tweet Ken Burns. That's true. That's and and no, Kevin, look, I'm not saying that Trump can't get impeached, and I'm I'm I, fa- I'm fascinated by the whole process. Yeah. I just say, you know, we've had one president that I know of right in the history of our presidents that has actually actually he didn't get impeached. He resigned. Nixon resigned. I don't think they even. I think they started. They I don't started, know if they, they started they the impeachment. Start the impeachment yeah, process, but he resigned before he, he was officially. He was the first president by. ever to resign. I think. Yeah. And then Clinton got impeached. Clinton did. I thought he resigned as no. I no, thought he no, just didn't run. Clinton. Uh, no, he just didn't run for election. Got impeached and uh, like won the impeachment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, he got impeached. Impeached. He, he, just, two terms. Got impeached. Impeached mm. means that like you're brought to Congress. Yeah. Impeached isn't like you're fucked. It means like yeah. No, I'm explaining. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. No, so, he beat it, yeah. He beat uh, the every, uh, yeah, everybody's like, we don't care. Put cigars in anybody. Whatever. 
It was a cigar Jesus holder, I think. Christ. No, it was a cigar I mean, I'm literally no, just reporting what came out of the Star 100% Report. You're 100% right. Yeah, right. you're 100% right. Put cigars than anybody. We don't care, Clinton. Just that's what, that's what America years. was like at the time. Again, well, his problem was that he lied about it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was perfect. Well, defends yeah. what, it depends what the de- definition of the is. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you saying right that's now? Right. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I it's... Not that I'm I'm not doing the Alec Baldwin from way back in the day of like I'm leaving the country if anybody or I think it was Alec Baldwin right wasn't this Kevin didn't Alec Baldwin make the claim he would leave the country if somebody I don't even remember it was Trump it might have been Bush I don't even fucking remember I'm not saying that I'm just saying it's fascinating to have someone in my life who's my partner who's just like everything here is really weird this is a foreign country and I'm like really I guess it is what's weird to me about it is that like the delineation of the to me and I'm not talking about Jen specifically but it's like then are you trying to act like it's not your problem like America's right next to Canada oh I talk about it all the time all the time when she's like we should get out of here if everything I'm like baby if shit goes sideways here Everybody goes down. It's, it's we not are responsible this isn't, as a people. You're not yeah. like, Phew, glad we we're dodged kind of, we're that. Kind of a superpower. Yeah. Everything fucking topples when we get fucked. We've we've proven uh, we've proven with that sub uh, subprime mortgage crisis that we went through that that could radiate pretty much throughout the rest of the world, isn't that? And yeah. it will. And I it mean, will. like that, that's the thing is, it's like no matter what happens, it's gonna fucking radiate and it's gonna cause issues everywhere, different types of issues and to varying degrees. Mm. But you better believe that if our shit starts to go south, we're invading Canada for sure. Probably. We're taking all our guns oh and coming Absolutely. up to you, fucking yeah. Canadians. And you know it's sad. Canada, like, come on in, hey. Did it? Did everybody, has everybody? Or I think I know Joey. What about any other people? Handmaid's Tale. Anybody watch Handmaid's Tale? I'm not current on season two. Nope. I've saw like it. It's it, it's fucked up. It's, it's, it's a fucked up show. But I, when they went, um, spoilers a little bit, just a little bit. Sure. Not for any of the main characters, but in Canada they have Little America. And it's like, oh my god, that's so weird to hmm. think about. You know what I mean? They call it Little America because like they have all these expats from America that got out what and they, they just eat cheeseburgers and pretty much make they act beer. like they're better than everybody. Thanks for letting us in here, asshats. Yeah, yeah, fucking so morons. Nice. Apologize to me. Yeah, I don't. There's no real point to this topic except for the fact that I feel it's like what we. I I mm. always go back to the Game Over Greg show where we did the Ferguson topic in the spare bedroom. Where it was the conversation of, guess what? We're going to forget about this in three weeks because another big thing is going to happen different. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get hung up on that for three weeks and another big thing will happen. And then de- and that's the thing with mass shootings where, especially with Jen, right? Where I get to see, I've started to see the reaction of her, like the first one and like, and then like, not that it doesn't matter, but not be nearly as intense as it was the first time. But then also me feel like shit for bringing her here. To making this her reality that this was not her reality before this was not and it is everyone's reality the yeah. people getting blown up in on the other side of the world in any IED any kind of terrorist attack is my reality but it's not my reality in the way of fuck I was just there last week mm-hmm. that's what I mean yeah I guess that's what's hard for me right is my reality is not schools being shot up and this is a harsh thing to say but my reality is San Francisco where it's a fairly safe area to live and that's 90% of my time is spent here and I work here and I live here and it's I don't feel unsafe walking around San Francisco. Sure, but I, um, I feel like that, it's just interesting you take that away. Because for me, it's, wow, a video game tournament got shot up. Wow, Christine Grimey was just shot at her meet and greet. I do meet and greets fucking twice a month. Not that I think any of you are going to come shoot me, but the fact of like, wow. And she wasn't fucking Meg Ryan, Angelina Jolie, some giant mm-hmm. fucking superstar, right? She was on our but level. Like, the thing with that specifically is the same month that that happened, a similar YouTuber got shot in London. And sure. it's like, it's like, 
Yeah, you're absolutely that wasn't, right. I wasn't throwing it's, that as an American yeah, thing. I mean, as in terms of Nick being like, oh, no, know. but I mean, that's what I'm saying, right? Is there's, it, it depends on how micro or macro, I guess you want I know, to get with I know, it, right? I know. It's like, you want to say the guns are the problem in the United States. Well, war is a huge problem in the world. And that's something that's a big issue, right? That's something where like, you want to say it's bad here. How about go to Syria? Tell me what life's yeah. like in Syria right yeah. now, right? That's probably not, like, imagine it getting so bad that you literally are like, we have to get the fuck out of this country. And somebody needs to take us in, like, and that's my thing is I refuse to let this country get anywhere closer. I don't think we'll ever get that bad, obviously, but at least that's my hope. But I don't I, I'm not ready to give up on this argument yet. And I think it's I think it's an well, important me neither. I'm and I'm saying. sure we'll catch shit for this. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who are like, well, it's a hot button issue. Everybody's mad. And this is the same thing to what you were talking about of for all the shit social media gets. Nobody can be in a bubble anymore. Right. And it's not so much screaming and running away, I think, as much as it is screaming your two. I have See, a point I, to make. And at my point right now with Tim over a beer of like, well, you're right. I don't have all the answers about guns, but I still think they should be around to some extent. You're like, no, they shouldn't be. That's a civil conversation we get to have as friends. But when someone wants to tweet at me about this episode and it's 280 characters, it will not be civil. But the thing is, civil or not, I, I feel you learn something. I feel there is a different perspective out there that you would have never gotten. Before. I think I think for the most part there there is a there is forward progress, but I do I do worry and I do see sometimes that there is people do get caught in that bubble of like we're everyone's agreeing with me, so we feel like there's progress happening. But in reality, I just follow people that I have like interests with sure. and are going to argue with me. Like I don't expect either of you to really disagree with me on whether or not killing someone's wrong, right, with a gun. I think we we align fairly well with our with our viewpoints, which is why we get along, which is why we're friends, right? And I see that a lot on Twitter too. I don't know like, that we do though. <laughs> we definitely do. I, I mean, broad I'm strokes, not, I again, think broad again, strokes. Yeah, we but are. That's my thing is like depending on how broad you want to get, then everyone agrees or everyone disagrees. I feel like we we disagree we disagree a lot about. But what this I'm saying is, if I if I were going out, if I went out there and said uh, like. If I looked at all my friends' accounts and their opinions on gun control, I'm pretty sure they're going to align with we need harsher gun control or we should uh, somewhere on the left of, of how that conversation is going. And that's dangerous because I'm not opening myself up to other people's opinions on it. And you, it's only when you do open yourself up to other people's opinions that you can have that conversation. That's what I'm saying, right? There, I, I hate to use the word echo chamber because it's, it's been used to death. But that is what we get stuck in sometimes where we go, I want to rage. And all our friends go, we want to rage. We go, we feel great. Like we did something. And then we go away. Where in reality, there's no like social media doesn't give us that system for keeping the conversation going. But see, I, I could not disagree more. I feel like social media doesn't allow you to be in an echo chamber. There, people are going to yell at you. You're going sure, to but see if the you other have side. A, if you have a really polarized pop, uh, opinion right now, all of your followers might come to your aid and they might eat up any of those other um, opinions. You but might I mean, see them. Sure, you'll see them still, of course. But, but see, the, then it. At some point, it's a you problem, and I feel like that's the bigger thing. Is like social media is not the problem. If you aren't doing your due diligence to like look out there and read the other side or like try to understand what they're but saying, that, but that's not social media, right? That's different. That's no, it, it, that's I, where those longer media. form conversations. I'm talking about mentions. I'm talking about the people that sure, when I like, say something, I'm trying and they, people disagree with me. I read what they're saying to try to understand. When on this episode, I said I've never heard an argument that makes sense. I'm about to get a thousand arguments from people sure. for what they say. I'm going to look at a bunch of them and. Take it in and try to see mm-hmm. where they're coming from. And if they say "fuck you," I'm not going to take them you seriously. Are, you are. I would. I would hope that you are 
in like you are the the example of how people should use social media. But sometimes I've I've seen examples otherwise where people just want to throw it out there and just find the people that align with them and push everyone else away. And that is the danger of, of having those conversations on social media. Well, again, it's a them problem, though. That, it, again, that's problem. why I started that sentence off with agreeing with you that I think we're making progress and I think people are having good conversations. But I do, but we have to be weary of you do have to you have to look inward and think to yourself, am I putting this out there for validation or am I putting it out there because I do want education and I do want to know. Like I've had my eyes open on small things on this podcast where people go, Nick, you're totally wrong about this thing. And it stings, but I was wrong and I grew. And that's what has to happen. So now I've learned that I've been conditioned to do that. But I worry that Joe, normal person who's not in online media like we are, who's not checking Twitter a thousand times a day, who's not, who doesn't have friends that are popular, who doesn't have friends that are on different sides of aisles. I wonder what their perception of all this is. You know, how are they utilizing the tools? Are they helping to make progress or are they just like, nah, fuck it. This is my this is my hill. I'm dying on it. Forget about it. Brett, fix all this. How do we fix this? <laughs> Sorry, well, we got all, we, we, we you, you saw the train barrel out of the station. You step back. Yeah. Uh, well, step I one. I some water. <laughs> Give me um, some two, please. Honestly, I don't know. There's no. no I don't. I don't expect you to have the no, answer. Yeah, yeah. Fix it. There's <laughs> no easy fix, which is unfortunate. Um. I don't know. I'm gonna do what Tim said he hates and be like, not middle ground, but say something, but be okay with someone else's opinion, because that's with anything I can have a stance like I agree no guns I think that's you don't need it but how am I'm not the person to say how person A B C should live their lives sure for example I don't drink I don't smoke I don't do drugs I don't necessarily like when people say they do those things but I honestly can't say no you should never do them take them away stuff like that yeah because that's not fair of me if I want to live the life that I want to live then I should be able to let you live the life you want to live. So do whatever you want, obviously, without hurting anybody. As long as everybody's cool with whatever's going on and nobody's getting hurt, then I don't care. So for the gun issue, it's, like I said, it sucks. It shouldn't be this thing of where shootings are occurring and things like that. And no, nobody needs these big, giant, extravagant things a handgun fine whatever hunting rifle fine um it's just going back to the original thing of if you were to ever move i think it's kind of like a grass is greener on the other side kind of thing like seeing all these problems arise here you're like oh well it sucks here maybe it's better there and that's also not ignorance but not knowing information like i have no idea what's going on anywhere else like what issues they're facing and 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 again my hypothetical here a question and like i think there's more tied to it if i ever leave the united states to go live in canada it's also because well we've done x years in the united states my Mm -hmm. wife would like to be close to her family that's you know a different ball of wax Mm -hmm. than if i leave it's because of this but it is the thing jen will be oh my god you see what trudeau said you see what this is happening like Canada has his own yeah. fair share of fucking issues. Yeah. God damn, he's good looking though. He is Not a great lie. looking man. So he is a beautiful son of a bitch. That's the, I mean, really, when you when you break it down, that's the only reason to bring Obama back because he was sexy <laughs> and we need a sexy president again. That's all I'm talking so, about. So, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong. Not wrong, so, man. Trump's um, not sexy. So, yeah, the guns is a big issue. And then, um, like, as you guys were going through it, like, racism is another big oh, God, issue. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, for example, earlier in the month, I saw a Black Klansman, Spike Lee movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really good movie, but at the end, he goes in, and you see footage of shit that has happened recently, like things at protests and things, people getting hit and hurt by things, and it's just like, it's a punch right in the gut, and 
sucks. And I like, honestly, I love the movie. And then I walked out of it and I was pissed off. <laughs> I was like, sure. well, great. Um, so like it did what it needed to in speaking its point and sharing the side, but like it sucks to see and it hurts. That's so, the thing, right? Is that it sucks that this stuff hurts mm-hmm. is that you, I like to believe that as a country, we're so far beyond certain mm-hmm. problems, racism being a big one, right? Yeah. I don't think I've ever thought we were beyond gun problems, but mm-hmm. I mean like right, you know I mean? Like the, f- the way we've separated and the way we feel and like the, the transition of it. And, all right, cool. You know, not even that we're as a, as a, as a race of white people, not even that we're cool with black people that they're like, Oh, now we're going to fucking p- take on Muslims mm-hmm. and be like, it's like, the fuck are we doing? <laughs> why, why do we not see? And you'll talk to somebody who, feels that way about Muslims, but it's so like, okay with black people. You're like, what do you not understand? It's the exact same issue. Like, how do you not see this is the same fucking point? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating, Tim. It is. It's true. I believe that things are going to get better. I really well, do. Well, we have to do something though, right? That's the thing. We're doing it. I think I, we're doing it. I, what, I, what are we doing though? What are I, we doing? I think having this conversation yeah. is doing it. Nah, I, mean, I think that's not enough. I feel it, like there's more he, I should do and I don't know what to do. And that's what I hate. And I felt the same way with Ferguson. <laughs> I know, but like, my podcast record alone will make sure I don't get to the primaries. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like, I think you're your not going to be a politician. With me would make sure you don't get to the primaries. <laughs> you're my running mate. Like we, We're having this conversation, which isn't going to inspire somebody that could be a politician that could go into that, that is working in the government in some way that's going to do like have their opinion swayed this way or that way because they're listening to us and they're going to agree or disagree but they're going to move things forward I just feel like it's just it's ignorant and flat out wrong to say that we're not in a better place now than we were five years ago uh, and to not look at the future and be like and in some ways of course we're not but I'm saying overall like the overall happiness of people the overall where individuals are at and I think that in five years people are going to be much better off I think that in 20 years they're going to be way way better off because of all this shit happening because we have to deal with it we have to look at it and take it at face value and be like this is trump is our president that that is a fact that will never not be true it's true now like that is something that happened and history is going to look back on that and people are going to look at it in the same way that we've looked at things like wow black people were treated that way back then is it fixed now fuck no is it ever going to be fully fixed no is it way better than it used to be yes Mm -hmm. it is Look at uh, how uh, gay people are treated right now in 2018 in a lot of different circles and bubbles, specifically like on the West Coast. It's cool to be gay in high school. That's crazy to think about. Right. Does that mean it's easy for people to come out now? Absolutely not. Does that mean it's going to be? Is it easier than it was? It is. Is it going to be easier in 20 years? Definitely. Because we're moving that direction. I feel like overall Mm. we're moving that direction. I feel that in America, more people in 20 years are going to be in better situations than they are now. Yeah. I mean, I would hundred percent agree. The only, the, the only caveat is with guns and guy and Kevin, you'll have to look this, this up cause I am totally shooting from the hip here, but no pun intended. That was a bad way of saying that, but I feel like there's more guns now than ever in the country. And that I think is where people get frustrated is we are making a lot of strides with social issues, but as far as like gun control is concerned, it seems like we're slipping backward. It think, seems like fear. Mo- what's that, Kev? You think that there's more guns out there than there ever has been? That's my question to you. Can you look that up? That's, I mean, that's just, it feels like it would be right. I mean, again, I, f- I feel like it'll be right based on my perspective, but that doesn't necessarily align with facts. You have a gut feeling. It's more true feeling. So that, and that's, more thing, like, you know, and, and that's the other thing too, the ampli- amplification of everything, mm-hmm. right? The fact that it is, you're live in a second, right? And mm-hmm. in the, in the you were talking about the news only talks about Trump because yeah, it is that thing where 
we were in the hotel for Cisco's wedding and uh, Jen and I were working the entire morning and we had fucking CNN or whatever it was just on because they got two channels in that hotel. Very weird. And it just literally, it was a cycle of the same four stories. Every, and it was just I like, what is it. this? What is going on? And of course, they, they. I mean, and this is unfair to say and sad to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's like they fucking love it when there's a shooting. They love it. They love that gives them a good like 72 hour news cycle right there when something big like that happens. So of course they're going to blow it out of the fucking water. And I'm not trying to underscore how terrible it is because it's a travesty that should not happen. But our media loves making everything the best headline it possibly, the juiciest, bloodiest headline it could possibly be. And I just think that like that gives everyone that ends. And a lot of our mainstream just entertainment gives everything such a fucking amplified just perspective on you stuff. raise an interesting topic. I mean, that should I mean be its own topic to itself. Sure. But I mean, as somebody who's you know a degree in journalism, uh, and I'm not saying you're wrong. The question becomes though, what is the where does the media stop? Where do you want? I mean, they're doing that because people want to see that, right? I, I did the opposite. Sunday happened. I was playing a video game. I got a text from my aunt and Jared at the same time. And I was like, what? And I looked down, and it was both about this. And I was like, what is going on? I stopped the game, and I opened Twitter, and I was like, oh, fuck. And it was all breaking. It was all happening as it went, right? And I watched the video, the Twitch video that everybody's seen now, I'm sure. And Jen and I broke down. Like, we just watched this. We just fucking and listened to people get shot, broke down, and I shut it down. And I we sat there for a while and held each other. And then it was like, all right, I'm going to go back to the video game. And Jen went the opposite of being on Twitter. And I was like, I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to tell you not to. You got to do and process how you got to. No, no good's going to come from that. You're that no one knows what's happening right now. No one is going to have the answers. No one is going to have the more the story. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm shutting mine down and I'll check it in a few hours when we'll know actual things. Mm-hmm. But I've been on that other side. I remember, especially after 9-11, when there was the blackout in New York, like oh. the next summer, maybe two, three years after. But it was still, I was in college. I remember when that happened, being on CNN and not changing the channel. I'm like, I need to know what's fucking happening. And I feel like that's, whose problem is it? Is it the media showing it to you that way? Or is it our human nature to want to know what's happening that that's why we're investigating it that way got it sorry kevin brought up those stats i was asking for so we'll read those real quick. <laughs> I, don't, so I don't have solid numbers well this is from like, 2013 i think it, it shows a trend oh yeah, so gun through. manufacturing has skyrocketed however so from it looks like from an 86 to 13 to 2013 it's more than doubled Triple. Maybe almost tripled as far as gun manufacturing in the United States is concerned. And this is taking into account guns that are also exported from the United States. So this is a lot of weapons that are being manufactured. It looks like they're in the in 2013. We've manufactured over 10 million uh, weapons of all sorts. This includes pistols, revolvers, rifles, shotguns, and then miscellaneous, which is the scary group. <laughs> I don't know what's in that. That's uh, scroll down. RPGs. Cap. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like gun ownership in households has declined. This is as of 2015. It looks like it's declined by 31%. So there is progress being made. It looks like, at least from uh, people buying fewer guns. Rapid and then climbing, there's been a rapid climb and, and that's probably due to the rapid climb in background checks, would be my guess. From 2000. Well, 2000 I'm saying if you're seeing that trend from 2000 to 2015, eh, yeah, it's mean, declined. It like, yeah, well, I mean, the 31 percentile, uh, 31, excuse me, uh, a, 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 a decline of like 10% over the, uh, that big of a population is probably a pretty big decline, and truth it, be told. As far I give it 20 tell, years. The United States, 265 million guns. 265 million guns. Yeah, because they were saying there was more. Well, there was more than that. I thought there, at one point, wasn't there a stat like there's so many guns in America that every person in America could get like two. There was a quote in that article that there's enough guns for every man, woman, and child. 
Jeez. Is that what it was? Yeah, it said that. But then it said, but that doesn't mean that everyone has one. Of course. No, no, no. no. Of course, it said of course, one course. in three that is That was just one. That was an, an interesting figure of saying, like, there's so many guns floating around that we could literally give one to every single person. There's 320, well, 18 million Americans hmm. uh, in America. So that's crazy. Yeah. So it looks like some progress is being made, according to that article. But let me know. I just wish there was something... This is the same problem everybody has with this argument, whether it be mass shootings or anything. I just wish there was. I, the reason everybody wants to blame video games or violent movies or whatever is that everybody wants not a scapegoat. They just want an answer. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? They want the answer. And the answer isn't black and white, ex- except the uh, maybe the exception of, well, we have guns. Well, shootings you, are happening because guns are I do are think happening. there's an argument to be made, by the way, for the, the I'm not going to talk about talk to video games, but I will say there's an argument to be made that gun violence and violence in general has been normalized through mainstream media. I do think there is something to be said there, right? If you look at it like, why is it totally acceptable that you can show people being killed on network television, but you can't show sex? That's mm-hmm. just sure. completely ridiculous. That's sure. always been crazy to me. And that's always like the number one joke when you talk about some of our best friends that are in Europe or in other countries. They're like, you guys are, hung you guys up are really hung up on fucking killing each other, but not in, but be ashamed of wanting to fuck each other. Like that's, that's crazy talk. Don't mm-hmm. want to make love. Don't make a baby. That's crazy. Maybe let's end life. That's, that's the importance. So I do think that that's a topic for another day. I was going to say, I mean, this is I'm, far from the final time we'll yeah, talk about any I'm of this stuff in the game. I'm always fascinated by, by how much good and bad mainstream media can normalize things. Right. Like I would, I would argue right now we're having a great, uh, positive energy come from indie film and from YouTube and from all these creators who are getting out there and trying to normalize good things like people of color working in the industry. And, you know, I talked about John Cho earlier and how he's one of the very few uh, actual Asian American stars that can act- that can helm a movie. But the more and more that happens, the good things that, that can happen from that. But those things shape people's reality. And I'm fascinated by that because I find myself dipping into that, right? Like I'm a kid of the 80s. I'm an action movie kid. There's nothing wrong with cutting people's head off with saw blades. Arnold Schwarzenegger fucking throws a saw blade. Cuts. Oh my god, that's awesome. Why can't we have more so of that? So fucking cool. But when you grow up and that's normalized and that's acceptable, of course maybe like maybe that's why I'm kind of numb to the idea of gun control. Like, who cares? Guns are guns, right? Yeah. But the yeah. reality is to answer your question earlier is the more we talk about it, the more maybe we can help shape people's reality and more we can maybe bring this back down to the ground floor of saying like there might be a change that we can all make when it comes time to voting, when it comes time to putting something else in the office or just coming down to the state level because state regulations are different than federal regulations. I think the conversation, we just we have to do our job. We have to keep having conversations like that. And we have to be receptive to people who are responsibly posting comments in the comments of this video and hitting us up on Twitter and listening to their perspectives as well. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table, each bringing a random topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where you can get each and every episode early. That's right. You can watch us as we record it. You can watch it the Friday before a post on youtube.com slash kindoffunny and podcast services around the globe. Tim is putting his shoes back on. Mm -hmm. They are getting ready to be retired. They are being retired. They squeak. It's sad. It's very sad. You got to put the cedars things in them when what, you go home what are you talking about you dress save shoes. it for the post show brett <laughs> thank you for coming on and supporting thank us all these me. years uh one more time where can people watch you on twitch twitch.tv slash enigma 9011 great sorry you had to go with a the ride there you no, got to be good. okay good okay <laughs> ladies and gentlemen until next time we're gonna do the post show which you can watch on patreon.com slash kind of funny it's been our pleasure to serve you